language that we use. Yeah. It's, it's the lack of media attention. It's the lack of resources. 71,000 black girls under 17 went missing in 2021. And they were, they were identified as runaways. Nine out of 10 were identified as runaways. If you're identified as a runaway, no Amber Thanks Alert, for, mm-hmm. no, no, no law enforcement attention, nothing. Having covered Gabby Petito um, on the ground and knowing that this has brought more awareness to that issue, we're talking about it more than I could ever recall as a journalist. Um, How much do you think the show has helped with that conversation? I mean, we've only been out a few days, um, but already the response has been enormous. And we have heard from every organization um, that does this work. The media decides who holds importance, which is why we know about Gabby. We know that hashtag. We know all of those hashtags. 71,000? Name one hashtag. Hmm. Who do we know? When you think about your own children, are you glad you did this for them? For my children, for all the, for everybody. Mm-hmm. We need to understand this is this is an epidemic, a global epidemic. I mean, seventy-one thousand. When you think about the over eighteen, that right. was uh, nineteen uh, nineteen thousand five hundred mm-hmm. uh, in in twenty twenty alone. Black women who went missing. Mm. Uh, yeah. Wh- wh- where is the concern? Where is the care? Where is the outrage? This is insane. These are projects this, like this whole cities yeah. just wiped off and, and, and being being subjected to unspeakable horrors. We're going to start off like this. Mm. 
Let's go. Kalash, kilish, kalash. Like Chinese was so the clip tall Show it up and make you fall from your disc tag You know one on a disc cars, man a big tag I saw you disappear as if you never did ban Me know a couple kilo, me know just a sing song With the people, your mother tell you keep fam Z-Tech full of bam like Islam And if you make a hick, I mean know the enemy Them a free, I mean know the nursery for me People a ball and a skin, cause we bad and we mean Bloody crime scene, calamity I saw we shoot out, we and figure Canada G Make a mother experience, no gravity I'm a single one. Tell a pussy when I laugh, when I take that. Why all your people are dead, dog? No should I keep in your bed, cause the Taliban's them are make quack. When I laugh, when I take that. Badness is how we end us. When I show people feeling up in a red grass. No Taliban's like that. Congratulations, Waka Flocka. Ten times platinum, aka diamond. Let's go. Let's go. I'ma make it thunderstorm Blow it, won't it, block the hell Blow it, fuck it, I don't care Jesses flying everywhere Got my partner Roscoe like, bro I'm drunk in hell, can't you tell? Do some shit that fit this stand so fucking well I'm trying to hit a hotel with two girls That's wild on me Take this deal when I swallow Pay Moscato, got a freaky Hey, you got me in the trends Please take off your pants Please pop on the hands Then you got me sweating Please let's be a fan Uh-huh
going ham. Shorty upgrade from baloney. Whoa. Someone said he dropped that line and God took everything from him. That's wild. We're going to mellow it out real quick. Kwanzi. song and we in it let's go quasi we love you we miss you Still a team, 
through your family, I'll fulfill your dreams. In the future, can't wait to see if you open up the gates for me. Reminisce sometime, the night they took my friend. Try to black it out, but it plays again. When it's real, feelings hard to conceal. Can't imagine all the pain I feel. Give anything to hear half your breath. I know you're still living your life after death. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Both Sides. It's the Kid XAB. She man distinguished the God, y'all. You got an all-man moment? Yeah, man. I think it's important that, you know, parents, you know, when you grow up in an environment that when you're a child and it takes a lot from you, when you get to adulthood and you start to have kids... And if you're in a position to give more to them, you should. But if you continue the cycle of what you didn't have and you bring that into the new household to your kids, as they get older now, you will affect them. Mm. And it's an unfortunate thing when you fall out of touch, you fall out of love. I mean, in general, when, when you fall from grace, it's a hell of a thing because it literally feels like you are time, uh, Tom Cruise in Vanilla Sky. It's like your whole life is flipped upside down. You don't even know what the fuck life is. Mm. And people will say it's because of life. And I really feel like it's because of the circumstances that people create and, you know, ultimately put themselves in life that affect the lives of other people. So it's just important if you could do more. If you're in a better situation for your children, you should do that because you don't know how the mentality is going to be affected from your offspring. Yeah. uh, Every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction. So uh, I do think it's important to be mindful of the decisions that you make, um, especially in reference to how it can impact children i think that's the trade away when you become an adult or not an adult but when you become a parent you you no longer can kind of just make decisions based off of how it only affects you or it might affect your friends it might affect your family but at the end of the day most of the time in those situations you're still able to say you're not living my life so if i can make if i'm making that decision that's the decision that i want to make but you trade that away when you become a parent you can't think from that lens and the people that continue to try to think from that lens when they have kids in the picture tend to cause some form of damage or some to- some form of strife in the lives of their children. So I think that that point is super, super important to make. Um, I mean, what can I say? Uh, I, I, I don't know if it's an all man is it's definitely not like a, celebratory thing but um we we buried my cousin this week um and 
Yeah. I, I don't even know what to say about it. It's been a situation. I've had a very interesting relationship with death since I was three years old. So um, my father died when I was three. My uncle died. This cousin's father um, when I was like 11. One of my favorite uncles passed a few years after that. Aunts passed 2019. Uh, one of my grandfathers passed. So I'm always around death. Like it's it's always it feels like every every two years there's somebody important dying. And I know people that haven't had any important deaths. You know, anybody who's been an integral part of their life pass away. Um, that's always an interesting thing to understand and realize but that's not that's not my relationship with death like death is always around and not in the sense that I feel like I'm close to to death but I just have a more I'm more familiar with it than most people and with that I think there's a numbness that comes to death but with this one the numbness I think came from just not under like my body still isn't registering what happened here? Um, my cousin was not an old <laughs> individual. My cousin was fine last month. My cousin had a birthday. Unfortunately, I didn't make it to it, but he had a birthday party. He was cool. He was fine. Nothing um, of importance was was going on with his health. And then I got a call two weeks ago that he was in the hospital. And a few days after that, I got a call that he passed away. So... Um, this one is def- definitely one where the numbness isn't just coming from being familiar with death and being acquainted with it. I think that my system is still in shock when it comes to the fact that I've never pictured a life without my cousin um, in the future. Like anytime I think about the future or I've thought about the future, it was always with this cousin and his sister and the rest of my cousins um, in the picture, me introducing the woman that I'm marrying to these cousins, introducing my children to these cousins, um, doing family, building family traditions with these cousins. And it just hasn't set in, set in really that that's not a reality that this cousin is no longer here um, and life is not how it was pictured and it won't be. So I guess that's my all man for the week. Um, but we're going to have some fun on this episode. We're not going to be Debbie Downers. Uh, we sent him home the right way and he would have wanted us to party. He would have wanted everybody to, to continue to, to, you know, be in a good mood, be happy. And so that's what we're going to do. Um, and the news week was slow, but not. <laughs> so we have way too much to talk about. Hopefully we get through it um, all because there's a lot of interesting and important conversations that need to be had. Starting with Miss Carly Russell. My mans. I called it. You, you, you was very call. cynical last week. You were. Um, yeah. So the story appears to be fake. Um, There hasn't been an official confirmation, but the police department is looking into 
her now and essentially basically said that they think this whole thing is a crock of shit um, without saying that officially yet. Um, so basically, a whole bunch of shit came out. She was Googling taking. She was Googling how to get away with stealing out of a cash register. Um, Googling some other shit. And a lot of people feel like she was doing this somehow to impress her boyfriend. That's been the new narrative. Like somehow she thought that this was uh, or she was doing this to get to him i think that that nigga just said the other day something uh you know we got to be concerned for her mental health i don't know how that would impress him if he talking like that i don't know i think so I'm what confused. people are trying to say is is she was doing getting all his money and doing all these things to try and go and travel to him um which i don't know how all of that works because i don't know the I don't know the details of where he lives versus where she lives, that relationship. That, I don't even know that nigga name. Yeah. A lot of people um, are talking about the sister as well now because the sister came out today and basically was like, listen, none of us knew what was going on. And so. I hope y'all, I hope y'all still don't when the police get back on the news. I, I don't think so. the boyfriend knew what was going on. I don't think the boyfriend, I can't speak to the family. The mother and father, they looking crazy right now. It's I'm, unfortunate. Yeah, because they did that interview. They did that, And they did that shit, like, I think the day before the police actually said what they said, or two days before. Yeah, it was about a day day before, I think. Too close. And everyone kept saying the father looked like he wasn't with the shits. Like, <laughs> he probably only did it because of the mother. Yeah, it sounded like they kept saying like the father <laughs> father looked like he knew some shit wasn't making no type of sense, but father he was doing know it. His daughter's a liar, a pathological liar. He probably know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't have the details of everything to call her a pathological liar, but clearly some shit happened here. I, Whether there's a mental health break, some shit happened. I kept I kept putting online and nobody was answering the question, but I was actually being serious. I was putting on like neighborhood talk on Shade Room, Paul Ola. I was like, yo, my only question honestly is like, where's the baby? I'm just as concerned as as the cop that was talking. Where's the baby? Like, seriously, like, where is the baby? Nobody has ever even touched on that really after. Because there wasn't a baby, bro. This <laughs> shit wasn't real, bro. I think at the end of the Man, day. Oh, it's crazy. Here's the thing at the end of the day, if the story held any validity, it was that that because, as we mentioned last week, there are these efforts by criminals to trap people by using babies, strollers, cones, whatever have you to have you stop your car. You stop your car, you, you end up getting kidnapped or robbed or worse. Right. So that is a real thing. Now, I think where everybody got confused was one when she turned up home. Yeah, I was like sus. Once she showed up home on foot at that. Um it it seemed like there was that that didn't make any sense. Right? Like if she got kidnapped or if this was human trafficking or something like that, she wouldn't have showed up with minor injuries and that's what they reported. She showed up with my with basically they were saying minor injuries and she went to the hospital and that was that. And then it seemed like people were trying to maintain the lie. Then, because that was when the family was like, she definitely was fighting for her life. The boyfriend also said that. Um, but it could have been a possibility that he hadn't seen her yet. Um, and maybe that was a story she told him when they spoke on the phone. But whole shit was, was, was weird. It was weird from jump. I mean. Cardi, I, Cardi B voice. 
What was the reason, Carly? Like, what, seriously. What was the reason is really the question. Because I'm, I'm at a point now with a lot of stuff online, and we're going to get into it, especially this Jamie Foxx shit. Um, for my mental health, I can't care as much. I think I'm going to just, just start coming to the podcast. We're going to talk about the issue. I can't put my feelings into this shit. It's, it's too much. I'd be overthinking it, and then when the truth come out, or if I was proven, I don't even want to be proven right. Yo, if you're going to lie, just lie, but don't make the shit public. Just keep that shit with the people that you lying to. By the time the shit hit the net, I pray we on like week four of what the fuck was really going on. It's too much. I think that that kind of brings light to the question here regarding... What does this do to the quote unquote believe black women movement that a lot of people were pushing for a long period of time where it was kind of this idea, this notion that no matter what, when a black woman says something has happened or or something was done, we just supposed to kind of put the blinders on to, to certain aspects of it and then just believe it. Now, I'm not saying that is the majority of black women. I'm not saying that that scapegoats the idea that you should believe black women in particular when they say something has been done to them. Um, but I feel like a lot of what's coming from this is now, one, you hear a lot of black women fearing that they won't be taken seriously. And then you have a lot of people on the other side using it and saying, see, this is why, like, I can't be, I, I can't be bothered with this type of shit. I got a, I got a black mom. I got a black, I got two black sisters. I'm going to keep believing black women. If they say that something happened to them or something is happening to them. I just fucking hosted a black wedding reception yesterday. The woman was Haitian and the man was Jamaican. I'm a believer. Mm. There were some white people there. I kept my distance, but <laughs> I'm being I'm being honest. I kept my distance. You want no ranch sauce? Nah, definitely ain't want no ranch, no mayonnaise, no none of that. Um, no blue cheese. Not even ice cream, nigga. And they was eating ice cream. I was like, oh, not doing that. Give me some water, please. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think Carly. Will make black and black black women and black men make it a bit harder. However, you played a clip at the beginning, and just to go back to what Gabrielle Union was saying, I feel like you can only fully internalize this if you've done the the work prior. And the work prior is if you didn't read Gabrielle Union's first book, you can't talk to me. I read the book. I think I read the book twice, actually. And at the time when I when I read the book, a young woman I was dating, ex knows, I bought the book for her. I wanted both of us to have a dialogue. She had been one of many women that I've been with that she, act, she actually never got raped. She actually never got sodomized or sexually assaulted. So I just wanted to hear her perspective based on how she would feel about it. And then we, we got into like a random situation, a uh, random uh, uh, questioning about like, if her grandmother did something wrong or if something happened to her grandmother, I didn't necessarily like her answer, but it was just more like, you know, 
I think it was based on how she felt if it were her and not the fact that, yo, it could happen to anybody. It could happen to your grandmother. Like, your grandmother could get raped. Like, something bad could happen. And, like, how would you feel? And, you know, in Gabrielle Union's book, when she described getting raped in her town, and she de- she described it very graphically in her book, First of all, I was shocked because I never heard her ever publicly talk about it, ever, in no interview. And then number two, when she described it in the book, that dude had already hit other stores before he got to hers. So mm-hmm. that nigga was, he was on the move. I think her store was either the second or third store. And it was a chain. It was, uh, she used to work at Conway, which Conway don't, Conway don't even ex- uh, exist anymore. Um, and as she's talking about it, she's just letting us know that deep down inside, they will try to do everything to cover the truth. The town didn't even record it, dog. Mm. Her parents had to push for them to put it in the paper. I'm suing this city, man. She, The dude had a gun on her, and then the gun dropped. And she describes picking up the gun. And this how I know that really and truly black women really don't. I don't think black women are, are killers. Because she had a moment where she picked up the gun from the dude that was in the process of raping her and her white coworker ran into the bathroom and locked the door. And she says, as an adult now, she's not even upset at the time she was, she's like, as an adult, she's like, she was doing everything to protect herself. And she picked up the gun and pointed it at the guy. And she says she really didn't want to kill him. I was like, yo, that's some shit. <laughs> That's some shit, bro. Yeah, I'm. It's very difficult to know, and that's why I think like, they've wow. always they always say this because a lot of people on social media they are the most murderous. They're yeah. the most. Uh, they're the fighters. They MMA fighters. They do everything. Oh, if so and so did this, I would have. But they always tell you, like, you really don't know what you're going to do in certain situations. Until you win that situation. Um, and taking a life is not an easy thing. It's not a quick decision. Even if somebody's harming you, even if somebody is making an attempt on your life or an attempt to alter your life, depending on a lot of different factors, nine times out of ten, most people don't want to harm or kill somebody else, regardless of circumstance. So. Um, Gabrielle Union The reason why I played that clip at the beginning Was also because I want black women To know that we hear them And we're here to protect them And we're here to be there for them Um, In the face of This situation Where clearly There is Some sus shit going on um, And this shouldn't be uh, a blanketed like description or or feeling or understanding of black women. It, it, it shouldn't. A lot of people ran to the concept and the idea that oh, you know, black women are now going to be seen as liars, and that t- and now the police are not going to want to do their job. And there's been a debate about that. Um, and quickly people have also brought up like just maybe what was it? Two, three years ago, there was a white woman that had did the exact same thing. 
and you don't hear the outrage from white folks like you hear from black folks inwardly. Like when a white woman goes missing and she's faking it or she's lying, you don't really hear a bunch of white people saying, oh, my gosh, she lies. So now all white women are this, that and the third. You, you, you do see some commentary come up about women in general. Like, oh, my gosh. Now, when women say that these things happen, they won't believe. But you won't hear a lot of white people kind of saying because she's a white woman. Now, all white women are going to go through this. Um, which is where intersect the intersectionality of race and gender and inequality all mix. But uh, that's been a, a large part of the conversation. And so I think, as you mentioned, I don't personally feel like I will. And that's why last week I wasn't harsh. I wasn't going to directly say, yo, this all sounds like a crock of shit. Um, I was like, let's wait and hear what details come out because at the end of the day, I'm always going to give the benefit of the doubt. I'm not going to be stupid, though. Like, if something don't sound right, something don't sound right. So I'm not going to be dumb about what's happening, but I'm always going to give the benefit of the doubt um, until proven otherwise. And I think that black women deserve that, and um, that will continue to be the case. Now, when it comes to protect all women or protect black women, is there an assault on that with this case? Do you feel like that changes anything? Yeah, because a lot of a lot of the comments that I read, to be honest, if Harsh was a person, it was black women. I read a lot of black women going in. I read that. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I've I've seen a lot of like, I've seen a lot of harshness just in general, um, and rightfully so. But I think this should be directed just to this one individual. Yeah, I think I think the problem is it feels like it's two things and it but it's two things but it feels like one thing. The first part of it is the first thing that happened is that we just want to know outside of the bullshit is she fucking okay? Because we don't know that she's okay, really and truly to us, she's actually still missing. Because mm. even if we find out, and this is the other fucked up part, even if we find out why she did what she did, bro, it doesn't justify why she did it. It's, no, but it puts context. Yeah, it, it puts context, but it's also going to be like, you got us in our feelings. We now know the truth. Okay, we got the context, but damn, did you did it have to play out the way it did? Like, did it actually have to be this thing now? Did we actually have to go online, talk about it, talk about it, and then we stop talking about it, and then we talk about the next thing? I think what it really puts into the light is, and we'll find out, but hopefully this is not just for social media attention. Her boyfriend apparently has like a good amount of followers. I I, I see I see that. He I don't know how a, many followers she has. He doesn't have a lot of posts though, but he definitely has a lot of followers. So I don't know if this was a social media stunt. I don't know if this was a mental break. I don't know if it doesn't seem like it was any of that because the thing that takes away from that is the stealing of the money. What the what Still the fuck was the that about? Crazy. Y'all niggas trying to flood the country. I don't know. Man. Yeah, shit. It, it's just I, I would like to see more details, and you know how the media is, especially social media, because this 
this uh, story has garnished so much attention, they're going to drag the shit out. We're going to be hearing about Carly uh, probably until the, the middle of, of August. I was about to say, yeah, like end in the middle of August for sure. Because yeah, it's going to be something every week. More, more, more things, shit, just like this fucking um, uh, Melly case, which is crazy right that's now. That's been going for years now. Yeah, that shit is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> took a turn for worse. Yes, trial low, so he, he's free. Uh, bro. I, don't know. Don't I, know. I, I, I'm not here to comment yeah, on if you did it or not. I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna leave it alone. Yeah, I don't. It, it's just interesting how it's it is though. Like it's like in one of those places where it's like it was nine to three. Yes, yeah, son. So the majority of people think he did it, but still. But they didn't get they didn't get twelve jurors to to agree. So and every time I see the nigga, he's smiling. He, he really must know something that I don't. In the beginning, uh, uh, Thug was smiling too, and Thug ain't been smiling like that. Well, apparently, like the song came out before the murders, right? Uh, something that they're trying to say was him telling on himself. Um, there's like a lot of other things. Basically, the whole case is circumstantial. They they don't have any direct. Evidence connecting him to it Right And so that's what seems to be where the hang up is If you believe all the circumstances All the circumstantial evidence Then it gives a pretty good case that he did it But if you don't You know if you don't believe this narrative That the prosecutors are selling you Then the whole case falls apart Because they don't have any evidence That directly says he was there at this time He pulled said trigger he did X, Y, and Z. So, like I said, eh, that's that. That shit ain't. I can't. I can't touch it. What we can touch though is this lottery ticket liar as well. I, I, I don't, don't know if it was a week for lying. Yeah, I don't. That that one. I haven't internalized that one. All I'm gonna say on that is the moment she ran into the store. I don't know if this Cat. because I don't know if this is because I'm an actor and I've been acting for so long. I'm 33. I've been acting since I was in the eighth grade. I don't know if it's from all the acting uh, schools that I went to, the theater programs that I was in, you know, the other shit I was in, my off-Broadway production uh, situation. You could just feel that somebody is doing this for clout. Like, she really, she don't like how broke she is. This this probably actually brought her some money. This, this, This probably did something for her. She 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 probably was going through. She probably she had a mental breakdown when she ran in that store yelling that she won, and telling them people thank you. Yeah, the only the only thing that I could think of is she thought she would get some type of attention that would actually bring her money. Right. That's the only thing I could think of because one saying that you won the Powerball is a very dangerous thing. I was about to say, can't you go to jail? No, not oh. not even that. But oh yeah, well saying publicly you did it and you niggas not- is gonna. Niggas is gonna be pulling up to your crib, especially the niggas that know you in real life. They, That's a they, fact. They put shit. They was probably at the house the moment you said you was the moment you posted it going to the corner. So they was all right, cool. We just we gonna act like we mowing her long. phone been blowing up since she since that post. Yeah, she changed her phone number like four times. So to run out there and publicly just put it out there, oh my god, I won, I won. Most people not doing that. Like most people wanted to be as discreet as possible because you just won a billion dollars. And a billion, once, <laughs> not a million, a billion. Once the taxes is gone, you still have six hundred million. That's life changing. You could probably you can, you can spend damn near ten thousand dollars a day and still have bread. For I was about to say good amount of yeah times. For, for for a good amount of years. Yeah, 
So yeah, you be alright because the money is going to be hard for that money to run out. Yeah, unless you do it on some six hundred million is not going anywhere. Six hundred million, motherfucker! You actually don't have to do shit, but literally just wake up every morning, eat, go to work, wake up every morning, or or don't go to work and just wake up. You don't need work at that point eat, at all, and just go home, but eat, don't do shit. Even if even if you were doing the most extravagant shit, right? Besides. Maybe buying like a five hundred million dollar watch or some stupid shit like yeah, that. Yeah, some yeah, some dumb shit like that. Yeah. If you are doing the most extravagant thing, just think about it. A cruise is a thousand dollars or fifteen hundred, max three thousand dollars. You on a cruise every fucking every you, day. You could do mad shit and never run out of that bread. So, um, yeah, that's just a dangerous thing to even play with if you don't have it, and even mm. if you do have it, like that's something that you you wouldn't want to run out into the street. And let the world know. So right. that that was real interesting. Um, but niggas be lying, I guess. I don't know what it is about July, <laughs> but yo, you lied. <laughs> yo, July and lie is crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about July, but you lied. I, I I'm I'm also starting to think personally. Yo, my nigga, the truth got to be the hardest thing in life. If it's that easy to lie. And man, that's a that's a poem bar. I'm just being honest. If if you gotta lie, what is the truth really even worth? Like, what does it mean? Oh, we about to get into it. You know what it is? What I, does the truth mean, bro? Today's Fuck. society rewards lying. Lying is not a big deal anymore. Stephen A. Smith been trying to say it. <laughs> You go on social media, everybody lying. Everybody is is showing you a life they don't live. You you go and you look at the celebrities. You got G Herbo who Yo, admitted to I can't believe wire fraud. Why would you do that? And and basically said he was taking money from people to fuel his career. Bro, that means his whole career is based off a of fallacy. It's not even a real career. You lied. You lied. And for that, you have to you have to go to jail. Oh yeah, he, he's facing five. Nigga, you lucky you facing no, five. No, I'm sorry, he was facing twenty. He got five. Oh, so shit. he will be going to jail for five years. Fuck. And I think three years of watch probation afterwards. Nigga, he should actually be happy that he got five and not. Nigga, they could have gave him ten. Could have gave him the full fifth, uh, twenty. They could have gave him ten for sure for that. I mean, to ten for that, I'd have been like, die, right, cool. Five, nigga, you're lucky as fuck. Your lawyer must have really what did he do? A, a plea bargain or no? Uh I don't know. I didn't look too too deep into I it. I mean, he admitted to it, so I don't think he did a plea bargain. He, he said he said what he did. Maybe they looked at that. It like, might he might have got a deal. He yeah, might have just right. went for guilty and got a deal right. for five. Um but it goes back to the to the I, point. Like everybody wants to live like celebrities, but celebrities ain't even living like celebrities. Celebrities is actually living like regular ass people. These niggas is broke too. Nah, they they act they like I feel and and I, and I feel like it hurts when you get to quote unquote celebrity or a status of celebrity and you still are broke. Your celebrity status ain't really nothing. A lot of people think that getting rich and getting or getting famous, famous means right. getting rich or getting IG famous or YouTube famous means that you're living like this luxurious lifestyle. But as we've pointed out several times and has always been pointed out, a lot of these chains are rented. A lot of these cars don't belong to these a people. A lot of these homes is rented. A lot of these homes are rented. You don't, actually don't own nothing. 
So don't even own your masters. A lot of the money or a lot of the the prestige around the product being you is fabricated just to in hopes to allure people to say, "Ooh, I want to be like them, so let me follow them." Or, "Ooh, I want to be like them, so let me buy their product." But a lot of the shit ain't real. And a lot of people in today's day and age especially are addicted to lifestyles that are very hard to obtain and even harder to maintain. Mm. A lot of people want to be going on trips every month. (laughs) Fuck every three months. Every month now I'm seeing niggas that want to go on trips. I mean, I've always been, me personally, I don't even know when it happened. I, I just feel like something is telling me somewhere between 2015, 2017, you just start seeing a whole bunch of chicks just going on trips. I always wondered to myself where they getting the money from or, or how are they able to do this? It's like, was y'all niggas working for five years hard just saving up? Now I'm like, it, it just, the trip should be looking like a scam, but I don't know. Niggas really be in different countries. I'm follow, I follow a nigga right now and he, he really do be in countries. And then I think one day he finally explained what he does and he's like a top pharmaceutical technician at his his job. So he, he makes a lot of fucking money. How he's able to go on these multiple trips, I don't know. But I actually had a conversation with him. There was a time. I don't know if you remember when, or at least in my family, we might have went on a trip twice in a year. Yeah. And that was a good year. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah, because you used to be telling me y'all be going on cruises and shit. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. But I'm talking about in, like the... The common consensus in America was you had one family trip. It normally was in the summertime yeah. when the kids was out of school. Right. If you had two, then that means you was doing pretty you was damn lit. good. Yeah, you was and good. that might have been maybe a winter trip. Right, you might have did something during yeah, the winter. Summer winter recess. Yeah, you might have did something during the summer. Right, might niggas is trying to make it normal for you to be going on a trip every, every month. Weekend. Yeah, every weekend. Every weekend is really wild to me. Like niggas is in Bora Bora, Maldives. I don't know how. These are three thousand, five thousand dollar trips. I don't know how either. You talk to some of them and they tell you, yo, I got some discounted shit. Da, da, da. Right, right. They, they give you the real. Right. If you know some people a lot a lot of them are doing this thing. Um, a lot of these companies, they try to 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 sell you a timeshare. And so you gotta sit. They'll give you a really, really, really discounted trip. Yeah, three-hour presentation. You got to sit through the three-hour presentation. Three hours for a presentation. We're blowing y'all shit up. That, yup, yup, nigga. You got to sit through a three-hour presentation, mm-hmm. and they're going to try everything in the, in the book to sell you a timeshare. A timeshare. And a lot of niggas buy into it. Um, I remember the last time I was on a trip with somebody I was dating. This actually happened, I think, the year before last it was when, it was before we went to Miami the week no it was after we went to Miami when her and I went to DR and we and we went to a 2 hour presentation and niggas tried to get us in a timeshare and they told us straight up all we need right now is 300 and you got no blackout dates yeah and they showed us where we would stay and i'm not going to hold you where we were going to stay nigga every day would have felt like i was in like barbie it would have just felt like I'm just like in a house. The house is already done up. It's, I don't have to do shit. Yeah, and then those monthly payments. And then come those out. monthly payments come through. And them shits ain't. And them shits start. Ain't. And them shits ain't cheap. No, the shit top shit, it, nigga. It's almost as if you live in there. It's like yeah, and then after that, it will be about you know four fifty a month to maintain this. What? 
Yeah, you gotta. I ain't, I ain't got a jack. You gotta be making a certain type of money, so and living a certain to, type yeah, of lifestyle that, yeah. to do that and be comfortable. Right. Um. But yeah, a lot of people are trying to live these lives, and it's it's outside of the means of the average American. So I, like you, have the same questions of like, how are people doing this? Are they running their credit up? Even some people, me and you know, you know, I won't say their names on the podcast, but I'll be looking around like. You actually really are not making money. So how? Some of y'all be really know. I'll be like, how? Yeah, some of y'all I niggas be lying, bro. I'd be disgusted to even know you. Like some of y'all be telling me y'all getting food stamps, but be right in Tahiti. I don't know. Some of y'all be asking me for money. Right. Dead ass. Right. I'd be like, what the fuck? So automatic no, ma'am. You just came back from the Bahamas. Why, why am I giving you bread? And this is your third trip in the span of two months. Yeah. Why would I be giving How? you bread? I'm not doing that. You don't even have a stable ass job. But you out you out of the you out of the states more than me. I got a stable ass job. Yeah, no, we're not. We X not. got a stable ass career. We're not doing oh, that. Fuck. Magic Johnson. Yo. So he congratulations to to Magic. Let's get those those Yo. hand claps going. First for him. Tyler Perry. And now Magic Johnson, man. It's been a good year of black men finally getting to that. So he's a part owner in the Washington Commanders. Um, He had a really, really emotional interview where he kind of spoke about how his successes are a reflection of, or he wants it to be a reflection of African-American success overall. Oh, we we recorded, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, He has it. So he said... That it's a reflection of um, success in terms of African-American success. Is he, but beyond, you know, the sexual scandals. Um, and beyond the HIV stuff, yeah. Right. Yeah. Is he like the gold standard of what we want from our black celebrities in the, set, in the sense of their mindset um, always being in reference to what I do is a reflection of my community, um, and so I always want to do things that's going to uplift my our community. I mean, Magic Johnson did give us a theater. He did. <laughs> he did give us a theater. Um, ever since you know him retiring in 1994, when news broke out that he had contracted the HIV virus, he's been a strong. Um, voice for those who have been affected by the virus and he's been a part of numerous campaigns numerous organizations a big donator and also just a public speaker and that in terms of people taking specifically black men taking their health a bit more serious you know and in terms of despite you know how people may feel about his family and i'm really talking about his son um ej um deep down inside you got to respect the man who still keeps his family intact despite whatever the fuck the media says and what people perceive him as because people blame him as well in that and at the end of the day in terms of success overall not much people are going to reach that height like honestly you know not just uh, quote unquote a black man or a person of color not much people are going to reach his plateau of where he's mm-hmm. at so we really and truly got to look at that as a standard now going back to your question specific the gold standard I don't know about the goals but a standard to aspire to hell fucking yes bro 
Because a lot of us ain't going to get there. So, nigga, don't date him. Uh, don't hate him. Congratulate him. I just like the idea of him keeping his community, the African-American black community, in reference and in mind when he's doing, I guess, these power plays. Right? Like, understanding that how, I, how I'm represented in any way, shape, or form in the business dealings that I do, in the success that I, I get for myself can also be a reflection of my community and how the world sees it because I'm not just another successful black man where I now forget that I'm a black man. We have, we see a lot of that happen mm. um, and we see how much backlash that obtains. I think Trey young and um, Embiid both got married or yes, they both got married this weekend and they were both married to white women. Trey Young got married? Trey Young got married. Oh, shit. And so did Embiid. And they were both white women. I definitely saw Embiid. I don't... So, just to speak on Trey... I honestly... Like, this is a serious question. I don't know... I feel like his hate is way more than LeBron hate. Trey Young's hate is crazy. I don't know why they hate that Young. I really don't know why they hate him. Why do they hate this man, bro? I mean, he's kind of painted himself as a villain in the league at oh, times. Okay. So uh, when he was going up against the Knicks, I think a couple of years ago, every time he hit a three, he would go go to the crowd, make some, you know, what I mean, back and forth, whatever the case is. But beyond that, um, the reason why I even brought up that they got married to white women mm. is, of course, is to me is marry whoever the fuck you marry, whoever you fall in love with. It was funny to see. On Embiid's page, a lot of people were on that. On Trey Young's page, a lot of people were on the whole aspect of, oh, he's marrying a white woman. This is what these basketball players do. But it's just a reflection of the idea of what happens to successful black men. A lot of people paint successful black men as once they get to that height, they kind of forget about their community. They, they, they quote unquote, forget that they're black or they act like they're not black. Um, a famous example is Michael Jordan. Since we're talking about basketball, a lot of people felt like he did his damnedest to remove himself from his blackness um, during his height, during the height of his career. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people criticized him. I remember watching this on the documentary. A lot of people criticized Michael Jordan um, back in the day when Chicago was wilding the fuck out, when right. his Jordans was out and all the killing and the mass shootings within those uh, gangs and, and them even having shootouts with the cops, he actually said nothing. And if he did say anything, it was, it was it was to the effect of, you know, him selling sneakers ain't got nothing to do with them killing each other. There was also uh, a situation where a politician who was kind of like outwardly racist or didn't seem to have the best interest of um, his hometown in mind and he refused to say anything political because I, I forgot what the exact quote is but he said something like white people buy sneakers too or some shit of that that nature i don't want to hear that shit when white people when i don't hear i don't feel i don't see white people killing white people at the rate that black people are killing black people over sneakers well, I don't think it was in reference to that. It was in reference to a politician specifically. Okay. But he was saying he didn't want to lose his audience, basically. I got white people that are, are interested in what I'm doing, too. It's just it's not just black people, which a lot of people then said, okay, you have forgotten your blackness. <laughs> uh, 
it's a, it's a fair criticism, right? But it's also great to see someone who is at least saying, right, intentionally, right. I'm not trying to lose my blackness. I'm trying to be successful and incorporate my blackness in my success because I know that my community is a reflection of me and I'm a reflection of my community. So every time I'm successful, my community is successful and that's part of my plight. Like, I think that that's dope. And that's why I'm like, for me, that's a high standard that I would like my celebrities to try and uphold. Mm. That's why me and Kanye ain't in the same boat no more. Uh, I can't really fuck with Kanye. It's hard for me to listen to his music at this moment in time. Um, Because the Kanye of now has nothing to do with blackness and he's left that a long time ago. Um, and then other celebrities, like I love Rihanna because Rihanna will always remind you she's a Bayesian girl. Like she's not leaving that no matter how successful she is, she's never denounced her blackness. Like, so, um, the celebrities that kind of incorporate that, I, I kind of put at a different level than the ones that are just successful. All right, so there's this interesting clip on Instagram um, that is talking about a dude who gave this girl a compliment. Oh, yeah, the girl was um, said she was in a gym, and he gave her some pointers on a few workout routines, and then I guess they got a little off kilter in the conversation and it went specifically about like looks and she yeah, I got the clip here. Yeah. Let me, let me play it. A little out of pocket for saying this. He asked me, Hey, how have you been? And I'm like, I'm good. I actually hit the gym twice this week. He works out a lot. So he gave me some tips the other day. So that's why I said that. And he's like, well, how do you feel? I was like, I'm really sore, so I took some creatine. I think I'm going to keep that in my regimen. He goes, oh, well, you know, your legs get really sore because the lactic acid in your body goes lower, so it stays in your legs. Make sure that you're soaking and bone rolling. I'm like, cool, thanks. And then he adds, but once you get a boyfriend, you're not even going to have to worry about that. You know, I try to joke it off, and I'm like, nobody wants to date me. I'll never have a boyfriend. And he goes, yes, you will. Look at you. You're beautiful. And he walks away, and I'm like, Man, you just flew your girlfriend to Greece three weeks ago to propose to her. Like, I don't know. If I found out that my new fiancé said that to anybody, I would Romeo Juliet that whole... I don't know. Maybe I'm sensitive. It's kind of flattering because he's really handsome and my type. But it's also like people in relationships in this day and age are so out of pocket. And I just... A part of me, like, I feel lonely, trust me. But a part of me is, like, so grateful that I'm not even dealing with it. Because people are insane... Thoughts, comments, concerns. It's too extra. It's too, especially, especially when it sounds like he was just being. Nigga sounded like he was being professional to me. It just sounded like he was just like having a casual conversation, hit it with the beautiful, and was like, all right, take care. And that was it. I really hate this day and age. I do one this was definitely there was a lot of the social media tropes um that are popular today when it comes to interactions between men and women that she utilized in this conversation one being um oh you know men and and 
relationships today. You can't trust anybody. He didn't really say anything that alluded to him saying he was trying to do something to her. Now, granted, maybe she didn't paint the picture fully. Maybe the way he said it, maybe his facial expressions gave her the understanding that he was flirting. But the only thing that I would say he probably didn't need to say at all was the uh, comment of, you know, once you get a boyfriend, you don't have to worry about that. Because that really had nothing to do with the context of the conversation. Yeah, I... I thought about that a lot, and I think that when he said that, that was just more in line of, like, indirectly saying working out. Like, you're going to be all right. Like, muscles going to get loosed up when you get a man. You know what I mean? Well, I took it as potentially saying you won't have to – your man will massage you instead of you getting a, a foam roller. You won't have to worry about that. Like, your man will do that for you. Right. But at the same time, there's no – reason to even bring that up you know that that was my only caveat is a lot of times when niggas bring up well once you get a boyfriend some of them niggas are fishing yeah of course some of them niggas is fishing to find out if you got somebody in the picture if you got a boyfriend or if you find them attractive because there's a play there right if i say oh well you don't have to worry about that once you get a man if i'm single and a girl likes me She's not. She's going to say something along the lines of, man, I don't got no man in the picture because she wants to seem available. So I can understand why maybe that one piece of the conversation made her believe that maybe he was flirting. But to make a whole video to me is corny. Um, maybe I'm just out of touch at this point in time. But that was to corny. Make, to make a video is corny. I also thought about this, too. And this is not to, like, go on a conspiracy theory tangent but do people ever think about whether it's good bad or indifferent do people ever think about when they're making videos or when they're giving feedback on something that whether they may be taking out of context or not that the person that i'm making the feedback on they they probably could see this as well and when they do see this right what happens what happens and I'm not I'm not saying he's going to do anything, but what I'm saying is there's a motherfucker right now that's listening to the sound of my voice and they are actually in agreement with her. They agree with what she said and they're doing some research right now to find out who the fuck this guy is. And they're going to go a step further. They're going to find out where his page is. They're going to go a step further. They're going to find out where they went in Greece and they might even go another step and then find his wife's page. Or his soon-to-be wife's page. And they're going to be like, hey, did you see this video? Right. There's a there's a component it's there where it's crazy. like... The rabbit hole is insane. When we go to quote-unquote make content, do we keep in mind <laughs> the individuals that can be affected when we're doing something as specific as that? Right? This is a podcast, so we reference stories that happen in our lives all the time. All the time. But... We try to ensure that I definitely know we try. There is no way that you know exactly who we're talking about unless you are intimately within our circle. And and, and if we're talking about you, motherfucker, if we're telling the truth, I ain't worried about shit. Well, that's the the next thing. I ain't gonna <laughs> fabricate what I thought happened nah. and say. And if I do, I'm gonna own it. This is what I thought happened. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna say this is what happened. <laughs> right. And then put you in a position where you have to answer to that. Right. Whether it's to your job, whether it's to a significant other, 
Yeah, whether it's parents. to yourself. Right. You know, whatever you say on here is what you say. I ain't deleting shit. Y'all know that. Unless you really, really explicitly say, hey, I'm really uncomfortable with X, Y, and Z. Can you take it out? Got it. But other than that, nigga, what, stand by what you think. Stand by what you said. That's Beyond it. that, though, if I have a personal situation and I bring it to the pod and I make a clip out of it, it's definitely not going to be identifying factors to it. You might know if you listen to it, like, damn, this nigga talking about me. But I'm the not going to. Yeah, the world shouldn't be able to. And she was way too specific. She, he yo, just took the. He she, just took. And I was like, what? That, and I guess that would be my caveat. Because when she said that, I was like, girl, you know, somebody's going to find this, right? Like, if not him, somebody. Before, and then they're going to put two. And then it's going to it's gonna be another video. And you, you put him in a position. In a weird space, man. Because you said that y'all work together. So you put him in a position now where somebody could deem that to be inappropriate behavior. And you said he's also your type and you find him highly attractive. And that could <laughs> that could impact his job. That could impact his job. And then now his wife might be like, who who this chick that says she's attracted ain't to you? No, ain't no if, bro. It's it's all about when. Cause it's if they didn't already have because this video now is probably about a week old. If they don't already have the conversation, motherfucker, they're gonna have the con. And when they have the conversation, for all we know, the wedding might be uh, put off. For all we know, for all we know, he is transferring to another place to work now because he's uncomfortable now. What are appropriate compliments to give as a man? Honestly speaking, in I'm today's at a, day and age. Honestly speaking, I'm at a point in my life, bro, where no compliment is appropriate. I'm at a place where I don't give compliments on my job. I'm at a place where I know I'm actively being flirted with and I act stupid. I act oblivious. That's where we at in 2023. That ass. I don't give no if, Especially if I work with you. If I work with you, there's been there's been plenty of times where I'm being flirted with and I'm like, there's nothing I'm doing with this information. Bro. I get it. You like me. I might find you attractive too. There's nothing I could do with this. I do what I do what women been doing to me for the last five years. Whether you knew I was in a relationship or not, when women compliment me at work, which women do, spe- specifically at my new job, thank you. I don't say anything else. I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you. Is is my go to, and I don't say anything else. I remember uh, at my old employer, and it, it was a story that was told to me. Um, which I could kind of believe, but I told myself in knowing about the story, I'm not going to get close. It's not that I'm not going to get close to women at my job because I definitely have gotten close to women and like we're cool with the best of friends. Nothing has happened at the workplace because why the fuck would I do that? I work here. It, it, it's too close to my money. Um, but more importantly, I've gotten compliments like you always look good. I, I, I appreciate and, you. And, and I just say I appreciate you. I don't. <laughs> I don't allow it to get to my ego to make me feel like there's something else there. It might not be nothing else there. And then if there is something else there, this way I work. I'm not trying to fuck my shit up. I'm going to just complicate my life. Listen. Fuck. I don't want to do that. I just, it's, it's just too, because there are some women, not all, right. there are some women that find power in seduction, seduction and seducing you. Mm-hmm. It's a scary place to be because you might fall into the trap. And I say this all the time. You might fall into the trap of, okay, shorty flirting with me. I'm flirting with her. 
we work together, but we both know what it is. And then when shit go left for whatever reason, there are some women that hold it down, right? There are some women that be like, personal is personal, workplace is workplace. But you run the risk of, of bumping into that one or two or three or several types of women that will be like, yeah, when I seduced you, it was with X, Y, Z in mind. And so now I can hold this over your head. Do you want everybody to find out what we've been doing? Wow. So I better, I'm coming in late next week. And you better not say nothing. Or it better not be an issue. Or this, that, and the third. So keeping that in mind, it's just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I don't. I appreciate you. I'm going to keep it moving. Like, somebody I worked with a while ago, fishing for compliments. And I was like, yo, I don't even see you. Like, you have, you're just a figure. I don't see, I don't see your hips, your thighs, no, your breath. I don't see nothing. You just another your your figure, no face. I don't see your eyes. I don't see you. You don't got nothing when it comes to like I'm seeing right through you. And and the reason why is because I don't want you to think that you can pursue this road. Something go wrong, and you think like you can use the fact. Oh well, you wasn't saying that. Da da da. Nope, nope. I'm cool. I'm cool. I appreciate you all. That's it. That's like, it. And I honestly, and, and this might be a bad thing, but I take that into my personal life too. Like, I don't know. It's not that I don't know, but I don't respond to when people are flirting with me. I don't. Really and truly too, like, let's just fucking take the veil off. Niggas been jaded too many times going down that road to begin with. That's a fact. Niggas been, niggas been jaded. So when I say, if, if I'm saying thank you and I want to know more, Motherfucker, I'm going to act like you didn't even say anything. I'm just saying thank you to be polite. I don't really want to know how this could go. I don't want to know. And it's best if I just actually don't impede. I don't I don't impose. I tell people straight up now, like, because they'll, we have some mutual female friends yeah. and they'll ask about, like, you know, well, what will it take to, like, for you to, to look at a woman and want to be interested and things of that. And they don't ask, like, random questions. Yeah. And I, I say every time now, every woman would have to be straight up with me. That's it. Like, I love the idea of that tension and that time where it is, you don't really know, does she like you? Do you like her? Right. Like, she doesn't know that if you like her. Right. That time is always great. The flirting is, is probably top tier at the time. You know, every interaction feels like a memorable interaction. But... In this day and age, I just don't feel comfortable anymore. I don't know who flirting, who not, unless you are being explicit. Because unless you, you were saying some shit. Because you don't know who for real. Like we don't even know. We don't even know who's for real right now. Like we don't know. Well, there's a there's a huge gap now, right? Because there'll be there are certain women that yo, I don't care what nobody says, based off of the things that they are saying, they are flirting. But when it gets to that point where you press them about it, like, yo. I can't give you a compliment. Yo, like, you've been flirting for for weeks now. What's up? Like, we, we trying to see what's up or I wasn't flirting. Facts. Shorty, you said you, you would suck my dick in the back of the car. That's flirting. 
That's definitely flirting. That's flirting. You didn't say suck a dick. You said suck my dick. You said you, yo, I'd suck your dick right now. Stop playing. That's flirting. So what are we doing? Oh, I, mm-mm. Nope, see, we we just friends. I'm not. I, I, don't you I, don't I, ever boy. say you'll suck my dick. And it's not even about my dick. It's about sucking dick. It's about, <laughs> about sucking suck dick. It's about sucking dick. <laughs> Sound like an episode title. Right. It's about it's, sucking. It's about, su- it's about sucking dick. Three, <laughs> three, three ellipses. It's really crazy. But like, dick. yeah, like some of this, some of these people that say they just be flirting, don't be flirting. I mean, some of these people that say they not flirting, be flirting. And mm-hmm. then there's some of these people that take the wrong cue. Like this girl is not flirting at all. Yeah, that she's was, not doing anything. That was this motherfucker. Uh, Who's this guy that did the shit the other day with Suki? Oh, uh, YK. I haven't heard shit about that motherfucker. Suki actually just dropped a, another video, and I'm just like, we said it was going to happen. It's, it's back to the fucking and sucking in that video, too. The video is trash, and, and every every girl is doing the same shit now. Yeah, let's most put, rappers is doing the same type of music videos, too. Let's put a pregnant chick or a baby <laughs> in a scene that they clearly should not be in. No, the pregnant chick should not be holding the fucking Henny bottle. I'm sorry. Like, women empowerment, I'm all for the shit. That is just ridiculous. The the baby should not be strapped to your front while you and a bunch Twer- of niggas right, is twerking, twerking and throwing twerking up and signs. Shit, throwing up gang signs. <laughs> and the baby just there, don't know what the fuck going on. Don't know on. what's cooking. But the baby's there. The baby is there with Henny in the back. With niggas, Henny in the back. Niggas doing a whole bunch of foolishness. Like, baby, come on. The, the baby got a bottle in his mouth and you got the Henny bottle in your hand. What? What is the purpose? <laughs> what was the phrase? What is the plot of the movie? Like, <laughs> what is the whole purpose of it? What are you trying to, to, to showcase? What happened to the original plot of the movie? I'm not understanding. Like, what are you selling to the audience? That this is cool? Yo. Let's be as, quote unquote, ratchet as possible. And this is what I've been saying. This is fake ratchicity. Let's let's be our real selves. This is, this, that is not your real self. That's not. That's a self that you made up for us to believe that is your real self. You could go to any hood in America right now. You're not finding that. And that's word to sexy red. Bloods, <laughs> bloods don't, don't come for me. You're not going to find a bunch of, quote unquote, ratchet women in parking lots with babies strapped to them, twerking and doing all of that. First of all, you can hurt the baby's neck <laughs> doing all that shaking. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You can hurt the baby's neck doing all of, all of that, all that movement. <laughs> Baby don't got no stability in the neck at that age. Emotional <laughs> death. Like. Like what are we doing? Then all that liquor and shit around. Like, what are y'all doing? Son? Say you could break the baby's neck. Yeah, it's not. Like, what are we really selling that? This is what black women do, and this is this is a re- like I wouldn't want to be at a party. If I walk into a party and a pregnant chick is shaking ass with the henny bottle, with I think the, I might leave. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Why what are you happened? holding why are you holding the henny? You can't drink it. What happened? You can't drink the henny. I'm just playing. No, you're not. You're yeah, for real. I'm cool. I'm cool off. You're that. actually for real. And a bunch of niggas just in the background smiling. Smiling and smoking. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. Well, Suki also uh decided to represent black women in the best way possible 
when she went to uh, London. That was that that was disgusting at an all time high. I'm sorry. Yeah, that yeah. was just like, yeah. what are we doing? She's actually. What did she say? I'm trying to get my ass ate. I'm trying to get my ass ate in London. I'm trying to get my ass ate in the UK. Okay. And those just white people. They were confused because they don't know what a Suki is. I know they heard what she said. They're confused as to why she said it and why she said it the way she said it. And she looked the part in terms of ah, she looks like she yeah, she might be exploring. I don't I don't know what's going on. They were disturbed and she had no problem going to another country, foreign country, disturbing people. She had yeah, and I, there's one thing, right, of being unapologetically black. Yeah. And then there is just being ignorant. Yeah. That was ignorant. Yeah. You you went you went there screaming at the top of your lungs that you're trying to get your ass ate. Right. By somebody in the UK. By somebody in London. For why? I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I don't know. What are you what are you representing for yourself? Forget about black women. For you, what are you selling at that point in time? I'm starting to think she got mental issues, bro. It's, it's starting, starting to seep out. I don't, I don't know. Because it's one thing to keep your your sexual content on OnlyFans. It's one thing to have your sexual and outrageous content in your videos and in your interviews. And in your interviews, oh my god, I'm interviews all of that crazy. falls under the umbrella of entertainment for me. But walking through the streets of London, screaming that you're trying to get your ass ate. It's not content and it's not entertaining. I'm concerned. Yeah, it means that you don't know time and place. Yeah, you just you think everything's a joke. Or you think everything is a fucking game. <laughs> think the shit is a game? In the UK, a far you don't know what the fuck they laws they is around. They already think black people are dogs in the Facts. UK. And black people live there. <laughs> so you acting like like you got no type of home training at all. Proves how they feel Yeah Time and place Like I know When I'm around my people I know what I could say I know what I could do That won't be And I again This is not being performative For white people I could give a fuck If you accept All elements of my culture Or not But In terms of Just knowing what's ignorant Mm -hmm. And being like Like There are certain Ignorant things In our culture That we don't look at In the sense of Ignorant We look at it In the sense of Like a cultural Understanding You can even You can go down To the word nigga Right You could say that A lot of people Would look at that And say Why do you Use this word But within the culture We have an understanding We have We know what's up Yeah When I get around White people I'm not using nigga I just don't even Want to tempt them With the the audaciousness that's okay of thinking that they could say it right so and, i try, and, and, I try and not not to. just say it and then nothing ain't going to happen if they say it right i'm S- not something going to happen even if it's a conversation i'm not inviting you that deep into the culture no so like when i'm talking with 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 white people or people outside the culture i'm not saying all of that when i'm with my people i'm saying whatever the fuck i want cuz i know that there's an understanding you not in like a sex worker convention where you could just scream out how much you want your ass ate. If you was there, I don't got nothing to say about this, this interaction. Gonna laugh and they're gonna be like, "Why?" and they're gonna start talking about some scientific shit and right about eating <laughs> about ass. Eating ass. <laughs> it's about the dick sucking. Yo, yo. It's really about the dick sucking. Yo. Um. DJ Drama has a podcast now. Uh, Gangster Grills podcast. Wheezy. Shout out to Weezy for assisting 
Um, but thoughts? I I honestly don't know. It's like left field. I have no idea. And I like DJ Drama actually. I mean, DJ Drama is definitely put on for the culture. We're not gonna not gonna. Yeah, front, I like DJ Drama. Not gonna front like he ain't do shit for a lot of artists. I think we had enough of these sit down with celebrity podcasts. All right. Yeah. We don't need well, another well, one. Well, yeah. Well, I think that's where my problem is. When I, when I first saw it, I didn't know whether to be happy or annoyed. I think actually when I sent it to the group chat, I think I was like, yo, another fucking pie. The fuck? What y'all going to talk about? Why? First of all, And why do you need to do this? Why do you need to do this? Celebrities are not good guests, right? And basically from what I'm seeing is him sitting down with Wheezy. I saw Fab. And Wheezy, I mean Lil Wayne. Yeah. Little Wayne, I saw Fab, um, I saw Tyler the Creator. Um, there was a couple of other artists. So it looks like it's one of these podcasts where artists that he's familiar with come and sit down with him. Or artists and, that he's worked with. Right. Because a lot all those artists that you just said he worked with all right, of those artists. And he chops it up with them. About what? About what though? One, I don't know DJ Drama to be the most entertaining. Vocalists or not at all. Um, he's not DJ orator, right? I'm, I, and even DJ Khaled's podcast, I ain't hear shit about that. Um, shit, I I don't even. I just go to DJ Khaled page for when he's doing shit on the golf course now. So, so now it's like we got DJ Drama. What is separate from the millions or thousands, rather, of these sit down with celebrity podcasts that already exist? Because you part of the culture. I get that, but that already exists too. So I don't know. I guess we'll wait and see. R and B Money, I thought was a decent podcast, and they did the whole. They're still doing the whole sit down with R and B yeah, artists. artists, yeah, and R and B producers, yeah. And part of that is still entertaining, but part of it is like I'm not listening to this every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't listen to it every week. I listen to it when I have some free time, or it's like, uh. I listen to the podcast that I already listen to, yeah. but it's not entertaining enough for me to want to visit every week. Yeah, I still love Tank, by the way. Of course, yeah. but it's my guy. We don't celebrity podcasts, ain't it? I think podcasting has gone away from its roots too far. It's, it's gone too far away from its roots. Mm. Podcasting was supposed to be about entertaining personalities. Being able to disseminate information, whether it was niche information, like you were in the sex realm, right. or you were in entertainment, or you had a unique lifestyle, and you being able to discuss that, whether it was by yourself or with a group or with somebody else, um, and it be entertaining. It right. be long-form entertaining content that people could listen to when they're driving or on their way to work or whatever. And now we're just getting the commercialized version of podcasting. You're getting companies coming into the space, mm-hmm. commercializing it. And then, I mean, it, it's been going on for the last three years, but we're seeing it more and more. We're just, let me get a celebrity name because they have a big following. And let's hope that their first couple episodes hit. And then you got the other side of the coin where you got niggas who are still, quote unquote, underground podcasters. And they're just looking for social media fame. So they're just saying the dumbest shit ever and hoping that people pick it up and put it on the blogs and that they get some type of notoriety off of saying some outlandish shit or arguing with somebody over some foolish ass uh, debate that is online or 
A lot of it now is man versus woman on every fucking turn. Anytime you you go to some woman saying something really ignorant about men or some man saying something really ignorant ignorant about women or both sexes saying something ignorant about dating, I think podcasting has just gone too far from its roots. So I'm hoping that it gets back to that. All right, our guy Drake was in New York. Uh, he's still here, I think. He got two more shows before he dip out. Or this is his last show. Um, I'm kind of disappointed in us not being able to take that moment. That's crazy. But there was a lot going on this weekend, honestly speaking. There was a lot going on. Yeah, I mean, he's in New York. I did want to see him in New York because he's in New York. Yeah, but yeah. there are some more dates for the tour. I was thinking about maybe going to another state that's not too far. Is is and is and is this this is the tour that also has twenty one on it, correct? Yeah. Okay. I think all one of the next stops is PA, if I'm not mistaken. PA is not bad. Definitely take just take a drive down there. Yeah, and I was thinking about maybe doing that. We have to revisit the schedule. So I mean, if you're down, we, we can see about that. Ain't no if we we we, we gotta go. We, we gotta I'm, have our moment. I'm saving my coins for Scissor. I know that much. I'm Scissor, trying to Scissor's show is when. I mean, I, tour is when. October 8th, she will be at Barclays. Oh, wow. I'm in there. I don't care. Rain, oh, sleet. Oh, wow. I'm in there. That's birthday right. month. I, I got I got to make sure I'm there to support that. Yeah, but um, we could figure out this Drake situation because I was an inch away from going. Oh, there, wow. There was a um, one of my IG friends. She was like, oh, I'm definitely pulling up to the Drake joint. And oh. then this week. Was what it was Yeah so. what it was Yeah also so uh, I was like fuck it I'm not even thinking about also, it Also I was told that Beyonce would be in town this, August I think Uh No July 30th Oh <laughs> Which is this weekend coming Yeah Rosa told me that today I was like Beyonce What the fuck Yeah her tour stop Um Is Is Definitely pulling I thought it was in August I, I mean she, July 30th is right there That's two yeah. days before August Yeah right? That, that lets me know this weekend is gonna be insane. If Beyonce, oh, it's gonna be hard to move around. Beyonce comes to New York, nigga. Traffic on fucking tilt, nigga. It's gonna be hard to move around. <laughs> you thought Drake was a problem, nigga. It's Beyonce we talking yeah, about, nigga. Yeah, it's gonna be hard, to, hard to do. Fuck. Y'all niggas better. <laughs> I gotta pull it together. Pull it together, my guy. Um, so he announced that uh, for the dogs will be releasing in a few weeks. Oh. Said it in a couple of weeks that it'll be coming out. What are you expecting from this album? Because I still don't know what's going on, where the concept came from. I see he's doing a lot of marketing with it. He got dog masks fucking on. I don't know what's going on with this nigga right now. Um, well, from my understanding, it's supposed to be an all-rap album. Thank you, fucking God. Oh, my God. Yeah. What? It's supposed to be all-rap. That's what the fuck we was asking for. And it's supposed to be not... That's what you was asking for. Yeah, it's supposed to not, not be the, like... The rap that he's been doing with like Twenty One and like you know the that. rap that he was doing from like uh, Take Care to Not Even Scorpion maybe nothing was the same. Is are we getting that Drizzy? I think it's even before that. I think it's it's the first like album, Bedrock oh, type. Bedrock, okay. Like I'm coming for your neck type rap. That's what he's supposed to be. Bedrock doing. was on a mixtape. We are Young Money. Okay. So we gonna we gonna see. I don't think it's gonna disappoint, but. I'll be honest, I don't know which way Drake has been going these days, so yeah. I don't want to get too excited. Yeah, I mean, so what's so funny is when 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 Drake, so the same day Drake had that incident 
where his uh, his card had declined online, which was to me it was so funny because I was like, somebody's card declining X doesn't mean that they're broke. So yeah. that's what I was reading from. I was like, y'all niggas, shut up, like fuck. Yeah, that definitely like, that shit happens to. Every fucking body At some point It's gonna happen to you Everybody Like nigga what Number two Just hope it don't happen On a date Just happen if it, I mean, it happened to me On a date It was No oh, you, you told me Yeah it yeah. was bad I mean The money was there though Thank god The money was there That I, just always I, I feel like that happened. On a first date That always just stains the date Yeah that was the first date too Yeah it stains it Cause shorty is looking at you like I never recovered from that. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it's hard like, to from that from her. I kn- you was, could have the money. It could be a fraud situation. Literally, it could be the moment you got to use one card and then use another. It was fraud because so my bank thought somebody was trying to hack into my account, so they closed the card like they closed the portal for the transaction to go through at the rest. I never forget it. I went to Juniors. It was my first time going to Juniors right there in Brooklyn, and I took the girl out. And and so the, there was a lot of things that I was fucking up with that day. Long story short, I ended up going to the bank. She drove me to the bank, and I pulled the money out. And I was relieved that the money came out, but I was like, "Fuck, is 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 just a bad situation." Yeah, it's looking bad. Yeah, but going back to Jersey now, um, when he got you know when that happened and he started to get his nails painted different, and then my sister Claudia, who I love to death, hit me up and was like, "I know." That this is going to resonate with you because of situation with homegirl. And she was like, this is the reason why. And I was like, I was like, but Claudia, this proves my point. If you a rich nigga like Drake, if you a rich nigga like Yachty, if you a rich nigga like Uzi and all these other rich niggas, what you do to most women, not all, they're not going to care. I would, I would say yes and no because he did get... Mad backlash online The backlash was insane But I don't feel like To a nigga like Aubrey Graham He wasn't faced I mean I, that's the difference though I think the difference is Not letting when, it you. Yeah you want, You're not gonna be phased When You have A Resume That speaks for itself Um So like If These people online They Barely could pay for their Wi-Fi, right So It's like I don't give a damn if you care about me painting my nails when Bernie's Burgos was over the night before, you know what I'm saying? So I think that that's the, <laughs> I think that's the difference, but he did receive backlash. So it's not so much that you're, you're immune to it when you become rich and famous. I think when you become rich and famous, your pool is so big that there's going to be a bad chick. That does not care that you get your nails painted. Yeah, and, you know, just a step further, you know, thank God I'm with somebody who doesn't give a fuck about what I do in terms of how I express whatever I put on my body. Or Actually, she said it actually made her more interested and a bit more open in terms of, wow, like, you don't, you're not, you're not attaching this to a stigma. However, And I've said this already on a podcast, the stigma with black men who are perceived and or have been perceived as heterosexual men who only have sex with women is the homophobia that women bring to the conversation because a lot of women have a problem. So they deem that as he got to be gay. That was most that that was most of what I read that he gay or he's or he's coming out. How's a nigga getting his nails done is confirmation that he's coming out. Please, somebody break that down to me. 
Yeah, I mean, women aren't immune to being homophobic. They're not. No, <laughs> no, I know, but it's like getting getting my nails done different colors. I've gotten my nails and toes done multiple colors. Is this something you ain't telling me? Fuck, I'm going to tell you. I think it's the ignorance, right? Like, that's an ignorant, easy step that most people go to. Some of this stuff is jokes. Some of it is very intentional and very real. And I think it all resides in the realm of ignorance, right? Thinking that because a man wants to do that. But then on the other end of it, there is this constant debate in terms of masculinity and what masculinity, quote unquote, looks like. What does masculine behavior look like? And we spoke about this already in terms of when you think about painting your nails or anything like that, that is not in this society seen as a masculine thing to do. However, I was listening to something the other day and they were basically saying like a lot of people don't even realize that in Africa, there are tribes that have been painting their nails for thousands and thousands of years as men, men painting their nails. Um, and getting their nails painted and it all goes back to um, societal norms what is normal in america what is normal in kenya what is normal in europe it's all going to be different um and this idea of masculinity is just that it's a concept it's not a real construct and we'll talk a little bit more about that with this uh this verses that seems to be happening online right now between trans women and, and cis women. Um, but we'll get to that a little bit later. But yeah, shout out to Drake and his nails. <laughs> shout out to Drake being in New York. Can't wait for the new album, but I'm not too excited for it. I want to, I'm tired. Ty- one, I'm tired of the trap sounding Drake. So I really would like for this to be him straight up barring us down. I'm, I'm, I'm tired and confused with Drake having this affinity with, these hood checks, Drake, leave sexy rat alone, dog. Just, that that's the next part of the that conversation. Shit, that shit, when I saw that shit, hurt me to see. I was like, nigga, no, no, please, God, no. Now, I will say this: sexy red definitely gives off of that cute hood chick. Like when you in the hood, you see one of those, you be like, damn, she a hood chick, but I'd hit. Right? She gives that vibe. What confuses me, though, especially with Drake, or what makes this conversation interesting is, do good guys like hood chicks? Like, we always talk about the woman who has her good job, is a nurse, is doing well for herself, always with the hood nigga that is not doing shit but selling weed and, you know, looks a certain type of way and, and, and has all of the hood tropes underneath him. But is it the opposite as well? A lot of good guys, do they like hood chicks? I think we like it because it's funny until they get real. Nigga, that bitch said she gets uh, excitement from shootouts. She said this. Nigga, she did say that. She, nigga, I, I, was, I was looking, and I was looking at, I don't know if it was uh, Mandy or whoever asked her that question. I was looking, and I was just like, they look like they in fear. I'm in fear listening. I'm like, you get a kick out of this? I was like, oh no. And then the, the 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 week later, this nigga Drake posted up. Not just posted up, cuddling. I was like, this motherfucker here. 
This nigga, son. Nigga, you're going you gonna to be caught in a shootout, Aubrey, and I hope you know you better be squeezing back, too. I mean, I think back. Sexy is no longer in that. that like, and if she was to... If she was, and I think that was more so of like a cute pick, like I'm quote-unquote co-signing her to some extent, but if she ever was to fuck with Drake, it would be on Drake's terms. He ain't finding himself in her hood. No, in, no time soon to get caught up in no type of nothing like that but it is a representative i think of like what we've been speaking about for a couple weeks now where it's like you know you don't belong there or you don't belong with this person and what as a and i'm not talking about drake on drake's level is different there's security yeah he's smart he or he should be smart at 37 36 he should be smarter um (laughs) but at the end of the day when it comes to everyday dudes that want to deal with the quote-unquote hood chick, that want to deal with a Suki, that want to deal with a sexy red, what is it that draws them to it? We kind of know there's an excitement factor yeah. when it comes to women and the drug dealer or the hood nigga, right? Some women get some excitement from that. Sexy red said it herself in terms of what you just mentioned. Oh, I... You know, I get excited in the in the shootout. But what is it from a nigga that he gets from that? Is it some validation of cool? Does he think he's cool because he could bag the hood chick that everybody want in the hood? Every every hood nigga wants this chick, and you're able to bag her. I I actually just remembered something. I think I shot my shot one time at a hood chick during COVID, or sometime during like 2021, and. I think her response was, I think she said something to the effect of, like, just like this, too. She's like, nigga, we live two different lives. (laughs) She was like, nigga, you doing shit for the community. You doing, you know, your poetry. She was like, and she was like, I'm not saying you're not attractive. She was like, she like, you look good. You fine. But she was like, nigga, I'm caught up in some whole other shit. And then, like. Some of her stories I was looking at one time, I was like, yo, she look like she got a lot going on. And I think I put, she look like she, look like she got a lot going on. She, she was like, yeah, she is me, nigga, and there's a lot going on. I was about to kill this nigga, and I was like, what am I doing here? I'm in the, I'm in the wrong area. How did yeah. I get this inbox? You're in the wrong area code, bro. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I was like, how did I get here, and why do I want to be in here? That I, takes maturity, though. Right. I don't know if you would have made that same decision at 25. You, you, you might not have realized why you was there, but you might have <laughs> still pursued it. Yeah, like, I mean, I feel like I'm guilty of it, too. I've, I've oh, definitely man. pursued hood chicks, and I should not, not only... I should not like you enough to want to be with you. Liking you is one thing, because because we could we could both keep it as like. We never have to explore that. I never have to fucking go on the other side of the pond. But bitch, when I actually believe that I can see, if I could bl- see myself with you, bitch, I'm delusional. Get me out of this. I think there's <laughs> a certain <laughs> there's a certain sex appeal, and there's a certain. Mentality that typically is associated with independence mm. that hood chicks tend to have. They definitely have independence because it's like they had to fight their they whole life. They had to fight their whole life, right? <laughs> All my life I had to fight. I had to get it on my own. I'm not looking at you in, in a way where it's either you get one or the other. You get the hood chick that thinks I'm hood and bad and I want a Birkin every five minutes because mm. 
I know I'm a hood bad chick and this is how the, the gangster niggas be trying to get me. Or you got the hood chick that's like, I had to fight my entire life and I don't need you for nothing. And I think there's an attractiveness to that. Um, and I think they tend to have a, a, a sex appeal because, and this is where it gets kind of deep. I'm not trying to take it there all the way, but a lot of hood chicks are introduced to sex very early. I'm not yeah, saying true. that they're having sex. That's true. But they didn't seen some shit or in the worst case scenarios, they've been put in positions where they were propositioned for their sex. Um, and like I said, there's some terrible scenarios of that, or that's just what they see in the hood where it's like, they may get an older woman that says, well, to get what you want, you got to wear your shirt like this, or you got to wear your skirt like that. You might get some of that and you might get the, the, the niggas that see a 13 year old girl and sexualize her. It's the worst case. Don't want to get all the way in that. Cause we kind of have a fun with this topic, but. I think that that sex appeal carries on into adulthood and a lot of like sexy red has a sex appeal to me. I don't think that she's the most attractive thing in the world. I don't, but I can see where the sex appeal is. I, do I think she, she be pulling a Drake. That was a real random ass picture to me. That photo was the most random. And you know, the problem is, is because on this podcast, XA being distinguished, we have we have the Drake effect. Cause we know we could take a photo like that. Oh, that's a fact. Should we post a photo? No. But we know and we probably have I love fo- all we have photos like that floating around. Probably. I love all our hood chicks, okay? Our hood listeners. Nigga said hood hood <laughs> listeners goes insane. I love I love all of y'all. All right. I, at this point in my life, I don't know if I'm intentionally going into the hood to find me a chick. That's that. That's not probably where I'm shopping Nigga for. Said I need a project chick. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not shopping in Marcy's. I need a hood rat chick. Don't. <laughs> Just letting you know. Thank you, Juvie. I'm not. I'm not really shopping there. I might pop, but even that gets a little scary because you don't. You pop the wrong chick that's caught up in some shit. And you either got the feds or you got a hood nigga just showing up to your door. Don't know. Like that's that's just not the life I'm trying to live at this moment in time. Um, but but I do love the 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 hood ladies and there is something there about good guys, definitely or quote unquote good guys. Um, but the 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 corn or the square guy liking uh the hood chick. There's definitely something there. So Drake being posted up, I think, was a cosign, but I think niggas think they're validated by being around hood chicks. Yeah. They get a sure. validation from it because the hood niggas, I saw a post and I agree with it. It was a post that was like, yo, you don't know how many niggas in the hood would kill for a sexy red. Like, kill a nigga over, over a sexy red. And I'm like, that's true. There's a lot of niggas that when she was still in the peas, there was a nigga, probably the most powerful nigga in that hood. That if they knew you was trying to fuck on their ex or whatever, they was going to pull up on you. And be like, yo, my nigga, you, you don't want to do that. Leave yeah, that's go. mine. It's, it's a warning now. Yeah, that's mine. If I see you again, you ain't going to see me again. That's a, f- that's a bar. <laughs> that's a fact. <laughs> hey, so, like, that, that is, 
she may not, but there's a there's a there's a hood appeal, sex appeal, all of that. Um, and I do think niggas get drawn to it. I do think there's something about an ego validation of, yeah, I'm in the hood. I'm able to get the the baddest hood chick, um, and quote unquote show her a finer life. But when lifestyle comes up, and she's talking about, yo, I had to hide the weed in my coochie for my homeboy, and you talking about, yo, I just Got home from my nine to five. I don't know if those conversations are going to mesh too well. Sometimes they do. But, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, speaking about hood shit or things that are happening in the hood, Gilly, the kid's son, passed uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, apparently in a three-way shooting. You say you have more information on, on what happened? Uh, really and truly from what I read was that it didn't appear this way. At least that's not the picture that Gilly, in my opinion, has painted. But I didn't know his son was caught up in the hood shit. I thought I thought that shit was behind niggas once Gilly started to move a particular way, once he got on the podcast with Walla, once he started talking about other things that could uplift and uplift men. And it wasn't until I saw Walla write that post, you know, you could tell that man is broken for his brother losing his kid. And he said he was just with his son. Son is just caught up in that gang shit, man. That gang, the gang culture has been an extreme detriment. Fuck hip hop. An extreme detriment to the black community. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen too much about the, the gang part of it, but um, he definitely was still in the streets pursuing a rap career. Um, and I don't know if that played any element to as we've been alluding to all episode long. Sometimes this gang street life is synonymous with hip hop. This this hood life and these hood activities are synonymous with hip hop. So I don't know if he was in the in the streets um to have that be part of his image. Um but nonetheless, the idea of losing a son 25 years old at arguably arguably the peak of your career when you are rich famous and potentially removed enough from that lifestyle that it should not happen it's got to be one of the most damaging things that a man can go through whoever's around gilly got to hold them up because to me gilly looked at and gilly the hood nigga was I would say it's easy for him to go back to the to the street right now and be like, "Yo, who the fuck put a hit out or who the fuck was involved in that?" It's easy for him to get that that get Philly aired out, right? Right. And now. he's been trying to be the opposite. Yeah, of he's been trying for so long. He literally a week ago put out a video where he was talking about, "Yo, you know, Philly, y'all got to chill out, y'all." shooting and i think eight or nine people got hit including kids and a grandmother and he was talking about your philia we got to do better da, 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 da. and then for a week or two later not only did your son get shot but killed I, it's just i don't know what type of mental space that puts somebody in he's not doing a podcast right now that's the mental space he's in well i mean that's that's a given but when you are intentionally trying to heal your community and it still hurts you, that is like, I don't know what type of space you can be in. That's like, and this is not 
equivalent in any way, shape, or form. But that's like when you're with the girl and you are trying to be there for her. You just realize she went through a traumatic experience before you. Maybe her boyfriend cheated, whatever. And you've been trying to be a healing experience for her to turn around and then her do something to cheat or, or, or hurt you in some type of way. Now, obviously, again, that's not on the same level. But then when you think about it in terms of like, yo, you're putting so much energy in making Philly a better place and making the neighborhoods of Philly safer and uplift the people within there. And somebody from that same area takes your, your, your pride and joy, your son. Prayers to Gilly and Wallow. Um, that whole family, I hope that as distinguished said, uh, people they're uplifting. They they really they're really gonna have to, bro. Like seriously. I hope I hope Meek Mill reached out to him. I hope um this other dude that I follow, Fish Banger, who who's always posting positive positivity videos about gun violence in the light where he'll reenact a scene that's about to happen of two dudes about to shoot it out and then he'll stop, break the fourth wall, and do a rap. And then at the end, they piece up and they just walk away. Mm. You know, shout out to Fishbanger. Um, there's been a new debate about old shit, but they've been speaking about if men are bad at telling if a woman is interested. Do you feel like men are bad at telling if a woman is interested in them or if we... Uh, intentionally kind of navigate around that. I don't think men are bad at telling, at least in my opinion. However, I think men are bad at when to tell. And I don't think that's really determined by anything because nigga, Thomas, Thomas fleeting at Thomas fleeting right now. It's it's just going <laughs> That's the most constant thing. Time and water. Water is running somewhere, and it's not going to stop. It's going to keep running. Um, I think it comes down to should you act on the notion of when you actually feel like they they like they might be attracted to you? Because mm. we never have to. I mean, I'm super extra about it at times. We never have to tell people really how we feel. That's a fact. <laughs> yeah, we could we could keep that close to the chest as much as motherfucking possible. Actually, probably keeping it to the chest is probably your safest bet. It is your safest. <laughs> you know? There's a series. So here's a series of treat, uh, tweets. It says, are niggas really that bad at telling if a chick is interested or not? And then another nigga said, do not, I mean, do not under any circumstances send a woman money or do her favors when y'all just meet and you'll be able to tell very quickly. Um, the same nigga says, if you use you, if you, wait, oh, if you are useless to her is what he was trying to say. Mm. Um, outside of just being yourself, she will show if she really fuck with you or not. Um, you can go on dates and spend there, but don't spend no cash apps. Don't drop off no food. Don't pay no bills, except I'm sad that it has to be this way. Um, but I see how you niggas is moving. Then somebody put her. I don't know how I'm a. And then the nigga said he would block before she finished that sentence. Um, then a, a nigga goes, 
A lot don't want to run the risk of an awkward rejection just because they misread a situation. Um, that blow to the ego can be swift and unforgiving. And then he also added, or they can't understand why this woman would be interested in them. It must be a scam or a trap. Then a woman said, you can tell a man straight up you don't like him or clearly ignore him and he will still find it as some type of challenge to try and pursue you or get you to like him. They can tell they just don't care. <laughs> so we'll put men never entertain her if her conversation starts off with her complaining about something she has full control over. It's a trap. I've I've honestly though fully realized that for the women that I know, for the women that I've known for a while, when a lot of them do complain and when they have complained in the past, whether I've had sexual relations with them or not, it really boils down to they're trying to figure out as they're complaining, what can you actually help them with? Like, how can you help them? As a man, you got to you got to figure that shit out. But as a woman. I think it goes back to the conversation we was having earlier where it's kind of hard sometimes to know what a woman's intentions are. Because yeah. when a woman is asking for something, especially off rip. Oftentimes that's supposed to tell you that she is interested in seeing you as a provider, but you go out your way and you do some of these things to validate that. And you'll find out very quickly that you might've just been used in that moment. This girl knows that you are interested in her, knows that you like her and knows how to use that. But I think that goes to the confusion of, Men not necessarily knowing if someone is interested or not, because I think the dating landscape can be very confusing. I don't necessarily think men are bad at it, but I think that it's confusing. There are times where. Like women aren't taught to be the ones to pursue. So, yeah, the. Parts that they throw out there to show you that they're interested are normally discreet. She might give you extra attention. She might be very responsive to your text messages versus a woman who's not interested will either dub you or respond every two days. They're basically they're they're doing certain actions that indicate to you that you're not a priority in their life mm. and they're not really interested in seeing you as a part of their life because if you're really interested in somebody like I just always equate it to real life scenarios if I want a job I'm doing all of the things to make sure I am available for when that call I go on that interview or or I send that resume in I'm doing everything possible to make myself available for when that call comes in for that interview or that call comes in to tell me I got that job. My my shit is the moment I see that number pop up, I'm trying to hello? Hey, what's yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, if I'm not interested, when a telemarketer calls, I'm dubbing the shit. <laughs> I'm not in a rush to call them back. I'm not really trying to figure out what the fuck they wanted. I'm just not gonna do all of that. Right. So I look at it the same way when it comes to like interest. And unfortunately, even if maybe you are like really, really busy in life. That is just going to be a blow against you. And I'm going to assume that you're not interested 
because if you're if I'm hitting you up and it's taking you days to hit me back or it's taking you, um, you know, a simple text message, you're not responding to it like that tells me that you're not interested and your time is most likely occupied by something or someone else. So that's how I'm just going to treat it. Um, but overall, I don't think that men are confused. I think men are starting to catch on to what the game is. You know what I mean? Like like you mentioned, there's a lot of friends, quote unquote, that the moment they need something, then you get in that call. Or the girl that's been keeping it in the gray area has been keeping it in the gray area for that moment where it's like, hey, hey what you doing this weekend? Oh, I'm chilling. Why? What's up? Uh, I actually need a ride to Jersey. Can you can you give me a ride? And because she knows you want to spend time with her. In her mind, you're more likely to say, yeah, I'll take you uh, thinking, oh, this girl might be interested. And in her mind, it's like, All right, I'm, this nigga's an ends to a means. <laughs> nigga is, I got my ride. Yeah, I got my ride. I don't have to spend forty dollars on the train. Mm-hmm. Uh, this nigga, and he might feed me. Forty dollars on the train is insane. He might feed me while we out there. Really, it's it be nasty work. Nah, it it is, it, it is, and that's why I am how I am, my nigga. Like I'm just fuck all that extra shit. Um, Duke. Shout out to Duke. Duke had put out a video recently where he spoke about being uh, pause. He spoke about being jealous um based off of seeing somebody who's, who's, who's Duke? Duke has a, a podcast um with a bunch of other fellas called Nice and Neat Podcast. <laughs> He's the fiance now to uh Chanel. Um Chanel used to be big in New York regarding like the party life and then she transitioned into uh, a fitness guru okay um and so they both live in LA now but yeah so I'm about to play the clip and talk about it on the other side one particular person on Instagram right is a guy when I look back now he was always fresh he was always just like well dressed he just looked popular and I always was like yo there's something about him I just don't like but I really didn't have any tangible reason to dislike him. It was just something in me that was maybe jealous that was triggering me to have that feeling. Because when I asked myself, yo, why do I dislike this dude? There was no reason. He didn't do anything to me. He didn't disrespect me. He didn't offend me. I just didn't like him because there was something in me that I hadn't fixed. So the way I received him and his content was negative. And I think that's what most people need to do before they get on anyone's platform and start typing any negative words, right? You gotta ask yourself, yo, like, is this is this disrespectful or is it triggering me? You know what I mean? And just because you don't like something and something doesn't align with you does not mean what's being said is wrong. It's my, it's my life story, nigga. So you, you, um, you relate to that? Yeah, like there's not quote unquote niggas that I dislike. There's niggas that I I feel like that dislike me. Mm. On on that level, and there's no explanation. A few years ago, you know, there's people that's connected to people that we know know of that does a lot of events for people, puts people on. Brings people out, 
You know what I mean? All that type of shit. And there's people within that circle that don't like distinguish. And I honestly the God don't know why. I've I've only asked one of them directly. I was like, why you don't like me? It's based on what I heard about the other nigga say about you. That's why. I was like, so that nigga's influence of what he said trumps what you possibly want to get. And he basically, we were talking because we potentially was about to do some business, never did it. Um, And I'm actually cool with this person, but the person that they were talking about, he was like, yeah, based on so-and-so, because they say you ain't like him. I'm like, I never said I didn't like him. I don't be liking the shit that that nigga do. But I never said I didn't like him. So you don't like me because you think I don't like him? I'm like, what type of shit is this? I, I've never been jealous. I, I, well, I don't think that I, I don't have a, I don't have an issue with jealousy. Most of the time, if I see somebody in a better position than me, that motivates me and or um, makes me feel like, all right, let me step my shit up or I'm like happy. I'm happy that that person is in that position. If I don't know them, then it's typically more motivating than anything else. Um, What I would say would ever put me in a space where I don't like someone from Instagram or social media uh, has only been in the capsule of when people do detrimental things to others or damaging things to others and are getting famous off of that or they're getting some type of clout off of that. So there was that social media era where everybody was going into stores and knocking shit down. Uh, You had the skit era where everybody was doing these fake arguments with on the train or or doing fake fights and jumping in the train tracks and all that extra shit and i feel like that is just inconsiderate to others and that shit i don't like because it's like niggas is making money and y'all letting these niggas get famous off of shit like that but i don't think that that's what he was saying he was talking more about like a nigga that didn't do anything to him and maybe wasn't even doing nothing crazy in his presence, but he was feeling some type of way because this person held himself in a standard that maybe it seems like he was a little envious of and wanted to hold himself to that same standard. I don't think I felt like that, especially not off of anybody off of IG where I'm like, I can't stand this nigga cause he doing X, Y, and Z. Um, but that's interesting in the sense of you going through that. Cause I definitely can see that there's been plenty of times where um, people have, I guess, created a image of you based off of somebody else's hearsay or based off of not really knowing who you are as an individual. Um, whether it was something you might've said in a song or a post um, and then people saying they don't fuck with you based off of that. Right. I think the reality is people want to be comfortable with what this guy is saying, the jealousy. But when you actually confront the jealousy, 
it's not the person that you're jealous of. It's really you. It's like, something within you. Yeah, what he said. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. It's something inside of you. If you're jealous of people, that tends to mean there's something inside of you that you need to fix. That that is making you feel like you don't measure up to that individual, or you feel like that person is privileged versus you, and you don't know what their life entails. I don't know what you're going through as a human being, so I can't say, "Oh, this nigga, this nigga, look at him with his fucking Louis Gucci." Everything every day this nigga stepping out Like how this nigga getting money And I'm tight about it Then yeah that's something within me There's jealousy there And where's that jealousy coming from Is it coming from the fact that I don't have enough money to get Louis Gucci every day Is it coming from the fact that Maybe his body type Makes him look good in that shit And it don't look good on me Like nine times out of ten That jealousy is coming from an internal place Where you have to check yourself And not necessarily anything that person is doing So yeah and I just feel like deep down inside, going back to what you were saying earlier, I tend to give grace a little differently. You know, there's people that I'm cool with or I've reconnected with that you are not even fully 100% on board of the reconnection because these are people that in some way, shape or form, they have actually threatened my life. Yeah, I mean, and that's I'm, different for me. <laughs> I ain't going to fuck with I think there's a very thin line in friendship um, in certain instances. Like, there can be very, very heated arguments where maybe something really, really stupid is said. Yeah. Um, and maybe that falls in that category. But at the same time, there's a certain situations and certain things that are said that, to me, reveal a lot about... It reveals a lot about what people may be feeling that they're not saying. Right. If I could look at someone that I consider to be a real, real close friend of mine... And mention that I'm going to get niggas to do shit or I could kill them or anything of that nature. That is revealing, I think, something more. Um, and maybe that's just a conversation where you right. get to the root of it. Yeah. You, you might be squared away with it and you might be cool. Um, but I think sometimes that does reveal things like jealousy. Like, oh, shit, this nigga's taking this thing this far. There might be some jealousy here that is at play. And if that's not being explored and, and spoken about, then I got to be careful around this individual because they may not have my best interests in mind. They might purposely or subconsciously <clears throat> put me in positions where they feel like it'll knock me down a peg. I want to see this nigga struggle a little bit or I want to see this nigga have these type of issues because secretly I'm jealous and either I've confronted that and I know I'm jealous and I'm doing this knowingly or I don't even know that I'm jealous of this nigga and subconsciously putting him in positions where it's like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet almost hit you. Like, like there are people that they wow. see you doing well and they don't know that they, I mean, the, the, what was that? The video from Joyner Lucas broski or whatever the case is, they see you doing well, but in their mind, they're not in the same place or in their mind, you're doing weight. You're doing too good. I and mean, now I got to knock you down. Yeah, because I think the moral of the story really is. And one of the pivotal parts in that song. Bro, there are niggas out there that want what you want because you have it. Not because they think you deserve it. They think they deserve it. But That's because you got it, they act. They actually want it from you. Creed 3. Creed motherfucking 3. Yo, 
<laughs> and it manifests in so many different ways. There are definitely people that see what you have and they think that they deserve it more than you. They don't know what you didn't did to get it. And sometimes they, they, and sometimes they do know what you did. And sometimes they do know what you did. That's a fact. Jonathan Major's character, he knew he knew what little Donnie was doing to get that. You know? Um the 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 character that was created for, you know, the purpose of the video, um and in Broski, Jonah Lucas's right hand, he was fully aware. When Jonah Lucas wrote that post, he said, Yo, I only rap my real life. This really happened. Bro, that's wild. That's wild. It does though. I, I mean that's why That's scary. Success is a scary motherfucker. I, I love that video, but it doesn't surprise me at all because I think we've all lived through a little yeah. bit of that, uh, to some extent. Where someone that you really thought was there for you, you realize at some point is like, oh, this individual <clears throat> doesn't want to see me succeed to this point. Me succeeding is threatening them. It's actually hurting them. Me succeeding is making them feel like they got to do something about it. You, this nigga can't succeed that much now. Like this nigga, this nigga making me look bad. This ain't even about you. Yeah, I've been working at CVS for the last seven years as a cashier. Mind you, on my weekends, I ain't doing shit. I, I chill on the block. I'm chasing pussy. <laughs> going to the club. This nigga been hitting the books for the last seven years. Then got his master's. Got a PhD. This nigga is now about to get a six-figure job. And I'm still making 32K. I'm tight. I'm tight. You know this nigga bust his ass though You was there when the nigga was saying Yo I can't go to the club I really wanna go out with y'all I'ma miss this shit But I got a fucking paper Yo I'm tight Yo the shorty that I'm really interested in She going out with you You didn't fuck that bitch On this nigga You knew he liked her You still fucked her And he was like nah Yeah no Yo bro Fucking party got crazy son I went to Shaniqua house after And you know some shit went down But yeah yo you right though Her shit was water like this, come on, we keep it in a buck and we keep it in a buck. And that nigga still is tight at the nigga who's been grinding, doing all those things, and now finally is able to kind of get his success and be able to to bask in it. You just bought us some funny shit. I'll never forget a few years back. I think it was because I on the weekends I just was doing shows. At the time, we was just doing a whole bunch of shows, creative minds, all type of shit. And then when that whole shit fell apart or fell apart and then somebody that um, I was working with and one of my closest friends had told me like years later, he knew I had liked that chick. And he was like, we just randomly was talking. He was like, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. By the way, I had beat such and such. He was like, yo, man, that pussy was good, bro. He was like, you was right. That's some wild I was shit, like, man. bro, I was... So removed from the conversation, we just changed the topic immediately. And I couldn't because I was I had just been in front of her talking about stuff. We all was together and he just said it like it was nothing. I was like, yo. See, some niggas use pussy as a bargaining chip, and I don't I don't I don't like that. Cause <laughs> would you tell me that for? 
You told me that to And that nigga knew I liked her Right You know I, I just li- wanna fuck I, would. I liked her You knew I liked shorty Wasn't even part of the original conversation You you brought that up for what Then I'd be That'd be the, the Hidden jealousy shit Not saying it was in that instance I don't know yeah, the brother I don't nah. know the situation yeah. But In certain situations A nigga will say something like that Subconsciously Maybe He don't even know That he did that To try and knock you down Or to say Yeah nigga I could get shit that you can't but they, I've been in scenarios where homeboy was a little jealous of the, the women that I was able to get, the lifestyle I was living at the time, all different things, and would say or do certain things that it was like, all right, that's a little sly. I'm going to let it rock. But after a while, you have to call a cat a cat. This nigga's jealous of me. So I got to remove myself before this nigga puts me in a position where I'm going to get hurt and he either knows he's putting me in that position or he doesn't know, but doesn't care as to what the consequences of that is. So, um, very, very interesting conversation. I'm glad that Duke had the self-awareness in order to kind of bring that up. A lot of men don't really speak Mm -hmm. on, on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, They just end up killing each other or they end up fucking, fucking that nigga bitch or whatever. Yep. And not That's knowing that it's stemming from the fact that you are threatened by this nigga, you're envious of this nigga, yeah. um, and his, you got some inner work to do. Yeah, his existence make you feel like you can't operate. Speaking about existence, Jamie Foxx, I guess, felt compelled to come out and address his fans um, <laughs> after months of being low. Um, and he basically said what we all should have known. Um, and he basically said, I didn't want y'all to see me like that I didn't want y'all To look at me with tubes And not knowing if I'll be here tomorrow And put y'all through That and that's why I've been really low about You know what's been going on But he appreciates all of the Love support and prayers that he's been Receiving how'd you feel about that The first time I saw it I was like something fell off Like are you are you giving us This because you feeling the pressure of everybody saying, because a lot of people were saying it, yo, where the fuck is the explanation at? Oh, well, we see you every once in a while hopping out of black cars. You know what I mean? You playing shit. You back You back doing a movie. You, 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 you just finished that other movie. You got a movie dropping on Netflix. What's going on? And the second time I saw it, I watched it fully through. And I was like, damn, he actually looked hurt giving this report. He he that's a fact. He look he looked like he'd been through some shit and he's he's still uncomfortable with even telling us what he went through or what because he's still going through it. Um but he's he's out of it much more in a better space where he's able to at least be outside and go back to doing what he loved, which is making us laugh, making us, you know, sing songs, making us go to the theaters and, and, and go see him on the big screen. Because you know, he gives our life a bit more color, a bit more laughter, a bit more joy. So to see him like that or to know that he was going through that, that kind of put a damp on the mood. That kind of dimmed the light. So although I'm very much happy to see him back doing what he's doing, for one, we all know he didn't he didn't have to give us that update, but he did. And number two, I hope that whatever has been afflicting him in the health area 
um, goes away and never fucking comes back. Cause he 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 looked like he definitely been through it. He looked like he been through it. Listen, sickness is not one that any of us should feel entitled to know the status of until that individual is ready to say it. Um, now, of course, there are certain things that are outside of that, right? You you have a partner and you got uh, herpes or HIV. You're going to have to reveal that before that person wants to get serious with you. Um, but outside of those type of situations where your disease can impact the life of somebody else by you transmitting it, um, when people fall ill, we are not entitled, friend, family, celebrity, we are not entitled to that information um, because that's such a private matter And yeah. a lot of people don't realize that In the sense of You're battling that thing you're, The least thing on your mind Is letting people Giving people updates of, of How you were doing with that thing Like When I get a sickle cell attack The last thing I want to do Or I'm trying to do Is Post up For people who Really, at the end of the day, you're not going to give two fucks about it beyond that moment of, oh, my God, I feel bad for you, da-da-da-da. Um, I'm not trying to give niggas updates like, yo, today is a better day than yesterday or whatever the case is with a sickle cell attack. Like, I'm not doing that. So I can only imagine on something that's, like, threatening your life at that moment in time and the family being concerned about if you're going to make it or not and... The world feeling like they've been slighted some way, somehow, because you didn't run out and scream like every update when it happened um, to the point that it forces you to feel like you have to do a public update. Not granted, I do think that it is a nice thing when the world is worried about you to let the world know you are okay. I think he could have avoided some of the conversations that were sprung up if he himself said when he did feel a little bit better yo i'm good like i'll let y'all know this message that he gave he could have gave a little bit earlier in the sense of could have gave a shit two weeks ago right in the sense of instead of you being seen on a yacht or instead of you being coming out of fucking black cars and shit or bowling and shit you might have wanted to just say, hey, everybody, I know there's been some speculation, but I'm good. Um, and that's all the updates I could give you at this moment in time. I do think that that would have been appreciated more. Um, but no one's entitled to the health information. That nigga made a joke last week and said they didn't clone me, but they definitely cloned Tyrone ass. I'm like, well, nigga, are you OK? Right. Fuck. Right. We not. I ain't trying to hear that shit. We're not worried about a Netflix movie. The fuck are you talking about? We worried about you, you nigga. The, the human being. But, um, yeah, I think that's always a tricky situation. And I get it. I understand it. I do think that there are better ways to have handled it. And I guess he thought by having his family speak on his behalf, he was doing that. But um, what's what was what's, what's so crazy is I thought at the wedding yesterday, I fucking saw Jamie Foxx. 
That's interesting. Come to find out the saxophone player knows Jamie Foxx personally like this. That's another story for another day. That's all I got on this podcast. <laughs> I also think. Oh listen. Jamie Foxx. Is someone that we care about and someone we invested in. But he has his own family to take into account. He has their needs, their wants, and what is going to benefit them. And I think being too accessible might have put his family in jeopardy of their privacy. That Mm. privacy that he was trying to maintain might have went out the window if he was too available about the information. And people seem like they just wanted to speculate to speculate anyway. So if I'm Jamie and I'm seeing shit about cloning, I'm seeing shit about COVID, I'm seeing all types of things being thrown on this case. I'm blind in one eye and I'm I'm paralyzed and all this other shit. When he made his eyes cross-eyed, I said, this nigga's crazy. When you see all of that shit happening, though, you might say to yourself, uh, fuck it. I don't got nothing else to say to y'all niggas. <laughs> Another interesting thing in the news is Florida is telling us that in order to teach black history the proper way, you must also add in that slaves were benefited by learning skills through slavery. said this I think either last week or the week before we're getting into a place where even the fucked up most bad shit is getting justified at least trying to justify it like how do you how do you say well we ri- we rip these people from their homes we force them into labor um we beat them we whipped them we raped them uh sold their kids but you know, Dredd learned how to be a blacksmith. Dredd was probably already a, a blacksmith <laughs> in Africa. He brought him here, and there's a there's a benefit, quote unquote. We are in a weird weird space, I think, where and we did speak about it, where everything has a justifi- justifiable argument. Like someone is always going to come up with something to say. Well, there was this positive thing out of this negative or someone will look from a lens of saying, nah, that was actually a positive thing. What are you talking about? There's no negativity there. There, There's actually a benefit. There's actually this. There's actually that. Um, Super weird. Bring some fun back in. Have you ever dated a nurse? Yeah, I've I've dated a couple of nurses actually. I think I did. I think I, I think I've dated either two or three nurses. Do you feel like they were cheaters? Because according to the a first, study, the first nurse that I spoke to, yeah, she was cheating. I was I was hoping to cheat. Okay. According to a study, the profession of nursing uh, has the most cheaters. I don't remember if I've ever dated. Oh, I dated a girl that was. In nursing school She was trying to become a nurse She definitely was a cheater 
Yeah, the the nurse that I was dating with, she actually she actually as of recent and I didn't fully register it because I'm like, damn, like that shit crazy. Like I almost met that girl. Actually, no, it's been more than ten years because you actually know the 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 girl that I'm talking about. She's having a baby now, her first child, oh. and I, I was like, wow. So all I could say was, well, I didn't, I didn't even say congratulations. Cause I was just like, damn, Shorty, Shorty's having a baby. And Shorty's getting married. I was like, fuck. <laughs> this shit this shit is crazy. Damn. Yeah, life life comes at you. Life, fast. life, life is life in my nigga. Um, yeah, I think um I'ma just use that experience because she's in a whole obviously she's in a totally different space now. During that time, her reasoning for even doing it was it wasn't because of the excitement. It was just like, nigga, we just argue so fucking much. We argue so fucking much. If I could just get some dick to just make me like get some of this, you know what I mean, tension I got built up to want to slap the shit out of this nigga. But why not his dick? I guess his dick was the argumentative dick. She's coming <laughs> home to this nigga arguing about shit all the fucking time. Argumentative dick is insane. Um, And meanwhile, I was just this fun young nigga. I just turned, I think, either 21, 22. I was doing poetry all over the motherfucking place. I was I was doing poetry at her university, hence why I even had met her. And was wilding, because I was fucking with somebody that, that she knew at the school, too. I was wilding. Somebody that I knew before her that introduced me to her. Doing a lot. Doing a lot. <laughs> doing a lot. Doing a lot, yeah. Um... This girl lived deep in Long Island. Was, I, I feel like all nurses in, in Long Island. I don't know why. Was driving to my house. We talking about an hour and change to get to me just to fuck me, only to drive back. You was laying down pipe, bro. Uh, really, I really was. <laughs> I really was, sir. 22-year-old thing, which was really something else. Um, And when I was starting to feel like I was getting serious about finally dating somebody that you and I eventually would go on to do a lot of music shit with and I told her about it she was upset and that's when a decline happened and then we like had a real conversation and I just realized she wanted more out of me at the time than I actually was able to even give her Mm. so it happened the way it did, but then over time, I started to date more and more nurses, and really and truly, I feel like the nursing profession, we're not just talking uh, women or male nurse, yo, they're stressed, you know what I mean? I'm not going to speak too much about it, because niggas going to put two and two together, but I got a lot of friends, both male and female, that are nurses, and the shit that they be telling me sometimes I'm like, man, y'all niggas can never come to bedtime stories because it, it's, it's going to get out. Don't come to my, don't come to this shit. You're going to fuck it up. <laughs> I ain't never going to do another one, ever. It's, it's bad, man. They, they're stressed. They need therapists. They need more than sex toys. It ain't, it ain't, the roles ain't doing enough. 
It's not doing enough. I think what it is, if I was to conclude why nurses may cheat. Number one is crazy. At a number one rate. And I don't even know the name of the study. So take all this shit with a grain of salt. salt. Um, <laughs> it just says unbo- what, what the, the It just says study. Didn't even name right. the shit. But if I, if I am to believe this, two things come to mind. I was a part of it. I got to believe it. One, nurses have access to the men that most women would deem to be the uh what what's what's the word that niggas been using lately um i don't know but high value high value, uh, high value. yeah shout so, out to uh kevin samuels if you're in the er if you are um a nurse at a, are you a EMT, day clinic or EMS. any of that you have access to doctors. If you a doctor at that. So you have access to doctors and you may come across a handsome doctor. Your boyfriend work at Target. Damn. Not this nigga making six figures. Not Lawrence. He's smiling at you. Y'all, y'all out here communicating every time you see each other. And boom, something happens. That's one. And two, the unpredictable schedule. I think it's easy One to tell your partner Oh I gotta work today And I'm doing an overnight shift And be at a nigga crib Um, That's the overnight shift Right Yeah. And then the other end of that is Because you have the unpredictable schedule It's hard to have any form of stability With a partner And so as you mentioned There might be some Desired needs that are unmet and unmatched And You gotta find it Somewhere else Because You're not gonna be able To see this nigga For two weeks Because you're doing Overnight Every single day Bro Shorty used to come through The nigga used to call And she would be on the phone With the nigga And I was eating a pussy She was wilding She was wild yeah, She was wild She was wilding a lot She was on. stressed I think I tasted The stress in the vagina How'd it taste? So it was It was Sensational <laughs> And sweet and sour Yeah It was definitely sour Okay, okay. Alright <laughs> Um The return of Gunica Monica Went in the crowd And was trying to beat a nigga ass Cause she saw Yeah that was That was a That was a little bit That was a little was a little bit of responsible A little bit of responsible Security should have went in before her Yeah But then again that's not their job. Their job is to protect her from the fans, not her going towards a fan. Her going towards that's on her now. She said um, there was a man who looked like he used all his strength and all his might to punch a woman, and she saw that and she got triggered and she said, "Fuck it, I'm going in there." Um, like this is Call of Duty. Kick um, down your door and smack your. Ch- I'm just trying to figure out if you had an R and B concert, what the fuck? We, 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 how we go from singing love songs to singing thugs? Yeah, what in your what in your right mind has you in a, a space where you trying to hit people? Let alone a woman. Let alone at an R and B show where it's the ninety percent of the audience is women, and I'm surprised that the women didn't jump on that nigga. I'm, it seems like she she said in the the post that she put up. That it looked like the man didn't really know the woman. Oh um, no! Oh, that now that's the worst then. Yeah, that's yeah, the worst. That's the worst, that's the worst case <laughs> scenario. So you got to be drunk, or you got to be a psychopath. One of the two. Um, either way, you belong under the jail. Being, being a man getting drunk at an R and B show is wild. 
is wild. And then hitting a woman is super wild. Is, you might die. You, you, you need to do something. And and yeah, and them, and them security niggas was big. You saw when them niggas jumped off stage. I said, "Fuck, hate to be that nigga. You ain't that big." What's the tough knot? I want to say, be careful. But also know when it's time to fight. Mm. I've probably said this before And I'm going to keep stressing it um, But Life is just not promised To anybody I think we take Waking up every day for granted um, And We shouldn't You you really don't know when If you're going to wake up the next day You don't know if that person you having a little disagreement with is going to wake up the next day, you don't know if they're going to move. You don't know if they could get maimed. Like the way our realities are set up right now are not granted and they are not promised. You may think that your friends of today will be here 10 years from now. There is no promise of that. Whether it's they might have a family, they might move. They might pass away. We have to start living our lives as if tomorrow is not promised. We have to start treating people in our lives as if the gift of having them is something that we may not have access to in the future. And until we get to that space, we're going to continue to find ourselves hurt, Damaged, upset, um, anytime someone passes away or anytime a situation doesn't work out in our favor. This doesn't just relate to people. This relates to thinking, oh, I'm unhappy at the job that I'm at, but I ain't going to start sending resumes out until... A month from now No send it out today If you really yeah, yeah. Not <coughs> Fucking with the job That you You in It's time to leave Facts If you really unhappy With the relationship You're in It's time to go You don't have You don't know If you have another Five years to find happiness You don't know If you have another Ten years to find happiness You might have Three weeks You don't know If The friends That you have today You'll be able to go to a Drake concert with the next time he decides to go on tour. So you better find a way to do it now. Another episode of Dad has to both ties.